Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 4,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 110 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder, James Boyd came to give him life. The Blackest Wrestling Podcast has come to kick all ass and drop his six feet if they're kicking trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in. That's on the regular, dude. Ravish and flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit it, talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation You got to unleash the power of the pyramid. This is Mike Semper from WrestlingObserver.com Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio uh, This is Kenny Omega, we're listening to One Nation Radio Check it out guys, these guys know what's up Big Kenny Omega fans, that's all it counts to me Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's edition of One Nation Radio. I'm your host, James Boyd, and with me, I have Rich Lotta. What's going on, man? Nothing much, man. We we finally back with a new show here in 2020. Man. Yeah. yeah. How many... Our, um, our first real show this year. Yeah. How many weeks has it been since our like since we've done a real show? I think it was the uh, one bef- the uh, award show, which, real quick, we need uh, more votes on that <laughs> award show. Uh, James, if you can link the uh, the voting form in yep. this, please get your votes in for the One Nation Radio Awards. We would love to have as much, um, you know, as many voices heard as possible in these awards. There's, I'm looking at the um, uh, results, and I'm just seeing some uh, some. Stuff that's going to set uh, James off. I don't know if there's anything that's going to drive me nuts. I haven't looked at it that close. But, um, yeah, if you guys could, like, send those in, I would appreciate it. Um, I'm yeah, pretty sure th- I know what you already mean. Cause it's something we already talked about before. Yes. yes. Oh, of course. Of course. Yep, so, Look, you know how we always do when way. You know how they always how we always do. If they're wrong, we'll just over we'll just overvote them or not overvote them. We'll just veto it because like clearly you were voting on shit you weren't watching. Yeah, um, right. We've done that before, right? I, I think what we did was just be like, "Yo, this is stupid. This is ridiculous. Uh, this is what it actually is." Yeah, but, we'll, we'll just do that because I already know what you're yeah. talking about. And like, nah, like yeah. if not for you, that person wouldn't even been on the ballot. That you right? Okay, then. So I mean, it is what it is on that yeah, one. But you're right. yeah, it um, is what it is. Good, good news for, for, for everyone and uh, everyone. I ended the uh, One Nation Radio Awards review show telling you guys uh, I was planning to get engaged. Of oh, course, yeah. she said yes. Uh, so this is the first time I'm telling you guys. So I will be getting married probably in the middle of this year. So well, we about to, you know, I've been waiting long enough. Do you see, do you so. see the expression on my face? I was like, oh, I had no idea. I'm learning things. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 
So, um, yeah. So she said yes, and uh, yep. So we're we're in a good space here. So um, besides that, we have a lot of wrestling to talk about. Wrestle Kingdom uh, 14, right? Yeah, 14. I mean, yeah. 14 and 14 and a half because they did two days. They, they yeah, right? did the damn thing. Um, you know, initial thoughts on the, sh- on the two shows or whatever. I mean, that was a lot of wrestling. It's almost like 11 hours of wrestling. It was like um, it didn't really bother me how long it was, but then just looking back uh, how much time I spent on it, it was like, yo, that was like that was a real commitment. Waking up and uh, shouts out to Zach uh, for hosting uh, both days. Our our one of our homeboys uh, at, at his crib, you know, ten a.m. We get there and you know we're watching stuff till like damn near three o'clock in the afternoon, and then after that, I'm like, yo, I don't even want to do nothing the rest of the day. <laughs> it's like I just want to go home. Like I'm tired. I don't even want to play the game. Like I came home, tried to work on some music, wasn't working, and then it was just like, yo, I, I got fucking zapped. Uh, <laughs> you know, Russell, it, it, it didn't ha- some something about this year just didn't uh, it didn't hit me the way Russell Kingdom did in the past. Like it just felt like another good wrestling show, but mm-hmm. but I didn't get that like special feeling this year. I don't know, um, but uh, just up and down the show. Um, I, I thought like there was a lot of stuff that just didn't need to be on the card. Like those eight man tags can go to hell. Um, you know, the Liger stuff w- was fun um, to to start the first day. Uh, by the time the second day came, it was like, oh, okay, I, I kind of get it. But I don't know. It was just kind of a, a out of the blue match there. And, uh, you know, Liger's retirement, like that's cool. Like no, no shade or anything, but it was like, I thought that the retirement largely underwhelmed um, throughout the course of the last year. Um, but there was just like a lot of like solid wrestling uh, up and down, uh, but I didn't get that special feeling um, like, you know, and maybe that's me not being into Tetsuya Naito like that, but um, yeah, it was just, I don't, I don't know what it, what it was. Cause I, yeah, I felt like, uh, and I, I think I told uh, Josh and uh, Jeremy about this in a, in a group chat. I was like, Largely, um, I felt like the uh, shows were very predictable, and it's not necessarily a bad thing. I think there was like mm-hmm. maybe one or two matches where I was like, oh, this could, I don't know what's going to happen here. And it was like, you know, you try to talk yourself out of, oh, it's just whatever, just let it, you know, play out. Then it does kind of, as you see, and I didn't pop for like a ton of stuff because it was just like, I, I feel like I know where it's going. And, you know, I'm, I'm looking at, uh, you know the the roster positioning and all that, and it's like we may have mentioned before. New Japan's a little long in the tooth, like with those matchups. And by that time, it was like, "Yo, I'm ready to move on." Like to like some newer like you know matchups in this spot. And um, but like overall, that it was it was an awesome show, but um, not at the level of Russell Kane was in the past for me personally. Yeah, I mean, Naito winning the belt. I mean, night two and night one leading up to this felt like fate complete, right? Like we knew this is what we were headed to. We just didn't know um, what direction was going to take us, but we knew like what the end game was. So I could definitely see some of that. Whereas opposed to previous years, you were like, "All right." I mean, oh, I guess maybe it's a little different for me last year because I was just like dead set on like, "Yeah, Kenny's leaving." Aside from that, like, yeah, a lot of these things are kind of left in the balance. Um, but I really enjoy both shows a lot. Uh, they're both going to be both nights, um, particularly night two, in my opinion. going to be, you look at, you go 10 into the year, we're going to be like shows of the year. 
I don't see, I mean, I'm pretty sure both of them are going to be on there, but I know for sure number two is going to be on there. Like, the, the card was just loaded at the end. Um, I think that number one, or the first night had, you know, two of the ten best matches I've ever seen. <laughs> so, you know, uh, I'm not exactly going to, uh, maybe I'm sound less enthusiastic than what I got. Uh, but there's a lot of wrestling, dude. A lot of wrestling. Um you know, obviously they took advantage of the weekend factor they have for January fourth this year. I don't know what the situation is next year. I like I don't I seriously doubt they're gonna try to run back to back domes when they're doing like you know, if it's like a Thursday and or if it's like a Wednesday and Thursday next year. I don't see that happening at all, but um probably gonna be yeah, I think it, I think it's gonna be like uh, it, like it just moves up a day, so like it'll be Sunday, well, Monday. Gotta remember, possibly. that's that's most cases except this is leap year, so it, that ja- like the leap year throws stuff off. Ah, um, oh, you're right. You're yeah. right. I I didn't check. Um, or it was this year leap year? This year's leap year. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Yeah, so it's probably this year's leap year. So, yeah, so but, yeah, but there's something. Yeah, yeah. So either way, like whatever. But. I, I just I'm just been enjoying like as far as the future of the January fourth shows trying to do January fourth and fifth I don't see it um especially like it, when they get to yeah. these days when they have to you know do Thursdays or whatever else but anyway um I thought it was a great I thought they were great shows I just I mean I, we can talk and go through it or whatever else but I mean I thought night two was better um. There's some stuff that I felt underwhelmed. Stuff that we'll talk that we'll talk about is the same stuff we've been talking about when it comes to New Japan over the last nearly two years, year and a half. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean, let's let's. Do you want to talk? Let's start at the beginning of the final four and then and then get to the rest of the stuff. Yeah. Um, so Naito and Jay White was on day one, <laughs> and they here came out here and stunk this shit out. I can't believe these fools went over 30 minutes, and what they did was had all this, you know, slowing around and Gato fuck shit and Jay White being just the worst version of himself, rewinding the clock to 2018 Jay White. Uh, <laughs> Naito's, uh, do, you know, looking like he has to sell the leg and everything like that. This didn't work for me or click for me at all. I gave this a three and a half. And if you do that for over 30 minutes, you can fuck off for me at Wrestle Kingdom in the dome. No, I, I, I'm not accepting this like as, as like this something to remember. Like I'm not accepting this as something like it ain't that bad. No, this is not the standard. And these two guys, all they do is underwhelm back to the G1, back to their other matches that they have. Why do we keep having this issue with Jay White? Why does he keep just having, you know, bad chemistry with guys like Hiroshi Tanahashi, like Kenny Omega, like now Tetsuya Naito? Is, am I noticing something, James? Yeah, 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 you're noticing it. Um, just, just for me, from my perspective, is just, I, I'm higher on the match than you were, but I'm not much higher. Like, I gave it. I still gave it the same three and a half. The funny thing is, like, Josh, who, you know, beginning of last year, after I lost my mind because I didn't get a... I got the worst Okada Tokyo Dome match I've ever seen. He was like, you know, he, he's really good. And he absolutely is very good. But the pro, the issue wasn't whether or not he's good. It's whether or not he's great. And he's, he's a person that 
can wrestle great whenever he wants to. The problem is he don't want to. And that kind of affects me watching his wrestling matches when he don't want to be great. He has to be dragged. I'm, I'm kind of getting tired, tired of it now. Yeah. Like, I, I'm kind of getting tired of talking about Jay White and, and what he is now. Like, this is it. Like, there's there's yeah. nothing else to, to figure out. We as, have it after two years. Yeah. In, in this current presentation and constructed where he is a leader of Bullet Club and he has Gato doing this in his matches for him, this is what he is, for better or for worse. And that's the same thing when we talk about someone like Cody that also has shenanigans in his matches. Not these kind of shenanigans. Cody's shenanigans are better than these shenanigans, but still, n- nonetheless, shenanigans. So, sometimes it works out great. Sometimes you do get the G1 final, right? But I, that's mostly holy... Holy, um, uh, a lot of that uh, is based on stakes and belts and stuff like that. And, and once, once that, you know, that predictability factor is out the window, when you know Naito's going to fucking win and then go to day two, it's like you don't believe in anything. And then when you get to his match the second day, when there's nothing on the line, it's like, why do we care that you're cheating this hard? Yeah, that's what really killed it. But back to the first match, um, yeah. from the first night. It's just, it's it's really funny to hear someone like Dave Meltzer, who has been a staunch supporter of Jay White over the last uh, year, um, flat out say, "Match was much was wasn't much of nothing, uh, but the last five minutes were great, awesome, fantastic. It was a thirty fucking minute match. Yeah, I, I, I no, you're Waste wasting time. my time at that point. Like, if you're gonna only give me five minutes, Randy Orton." Make it a 15-minute match. When Randy Orton ha- only gives you five minutes, we complain and bitch about how, oh, you know, he's so slow. He's a relic of the past. He can't go. I want him out of here. Chad, Chad for example, wanted, he couldn't make our roster for forty la- for the top 40 in all of the WWE last year, right? right? He cut him. He was like the last cut because why? He only has a, a, a great five minutes in the last five minutes of his matches. Those matches are only going 15 minutes most of the time. Jay White went out there with 30 fucking minutes. I don't want to see that. I just don't. And, like, he's a dude that absolutely my impression of him, it was so much higher after uh, New or not New Orleans, but after New, the MSG show. Right. And, like, I was like, all right. I always said, like, let's see what he does in G1. He went on to G1. He had an unimpressive G1 again. It was better than two years ago, but he had another one that was unimpressive. And then he did this, and I'm like, I'm sorry, man. Like, two matches in one year is isn't going to sway the day on me when I when they're pushing you as a top four guy in New Japan. I'm sorry. Like, there's Will Osprey. There's, <laughs> there's like I'm there's not Will. Saying there's Shingo. There's, there's Ishii. There's, there's like there's everybody. There's Sonata. There's Sonata. Like, there's there's Saber. There's like all these other people. Right. And then I'm watching this show, and then I'm seeing uh, Shingo on the fucking pre-show. I'm seeing like. <laughs> Ishii just like you know out there and I'm like and and I'm like this is wrong like I'm like this is like like, I can't I can't like I can't explain this like (laughs) right and we talk about this when we talk about the starting coverage when we do our coverage of starting we talk about Hannah Kamara all the time about you look at the top of stardom and you look at what she does in the ring compared to the rest of the top of stardom and she's not there problem is or at least the, the difference is Hannah is a merchandise freak 
she sells a bunch of merchandise. People lined up to see her. Tokyo Cyber Squad sold more merch than anyone else because of off the strength of her personality and charisma and charm and attraction. You can listen to and, right? and you can listen to the crowd and you can tell they love her. Like right. that match I just watched, it was like every time she tagged in, it was just like the the air changes when she when she walks in the ring. Right. Jay White is a heel who's not like some super over heel. Like I, it's funny. I, 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 I do this out of bad half just to see where I'm at to see if I'm tripping, losing my mind. Went into the, uh, the Google trends, turned it to Japan, turned to last 90 days. He's not more over than Okada. Obviously he's not more over to Tanahashi, obviously, or Ibushi or Naito. He's not more over than some, or he's not more over than Sonata. He's in a tie right now over the last three months with Will Osprey. Mm-hmm. I mean, I saw that match Osprey just had with Hiromu. Obviously, he had to drop that belt. But I could have used some of that in my in one of my top <laughs> my last two matches in the Tokyo Dome. I could use some talent like that. And yeah, this is what we were talking I... about two years or last year. We were like, look, man, obviously they're gonna they're pushing him as a top gaijin. But Saber is is a, is a formal challenge. Has more experience um, in that spot. They want to push him like that. And Osprey, he's he's never going to be as good as Osprey, ever, right? And you see where we are, where we're at now. Like while doing this this never weight open weight shit back and forth, he's caught up to this dude in the last three months. The dude was a fucking champion at the beginning of the year. Exactly. So I mean, look. If the thing is, well, we have Naito and we have Okada and Tanahashi and Ibushi. We don't really want to turn anybody full heel. You want to have somebody in there with this dude that, that pisses everybody off and he's going to beat some of the people that set up for eventual time. We beat him again and, and that'll help further elevate whoever you know we want to do between Naito and Okada in the future. I can see that. like, But to me, it's like, oh, so he's, he's, not, he's 90s Triple H. Yeah. Take he's that not shit the to guy. WWE. He's the guy that wrestles the guy. Okay, take, fine. Take take that shit to WWE. I'm sorry. Like you're not the Kenny Omega re- replacement. Like you you never will be. Like I I saw I'm something not, funny not, on Twitter. Like it like we can't ignore that. That's that's the elephant in the room. Like you were positioned right. here right. to replace the best bout machine. Except right. you ain't having no best bouts. You ain't having no <laughs> no none of that. Like, like it's a completely different thing. But like, do not ask me to accept this as just as good or the same. Like, gotcha. no, this is <laughs> this yeah. is I, downward. I've never seen Kenny be like this in the dome. What? No, I, like, I, I agree. <laughs> I, like, and the thing for me is just, I, I, I see what they're doing, and it makes sense. But if you're going to do it this way, don't go 30 minutes. Yeah. Just don't. Shorten that shit up. Short, yeah, shorten that shit up and, and, and don't waste our time. And, I'm, and I don't mean like a thing of, oh, you're wasting our time. It's like, no. There's a version of that match that's a lot better if it goes shorter. Thereby making him look better as opposed to like, oh, this is dude is like out here wasting our time or he's out here doing this masturbatory shit as opposed to he's do he's getting in and out with his shit or whatever else and it's effective as opposed to oh god here it comes again oh god yep. here it comes again and, and on that this they're not I don't optimizing think this... that dude in a way that's so weird in this company because that there's I mean almost all their matches that go for that kind of length are always fantastic that pay off the fact that they're going that long this one's right. reverse. 
and this wasn't anything that I think made Naito look great. He nope. looked like he was just in there being, you know, put in quicksand. He was trying to run through it and, and stay afloat. And they do the knee stuff. And I'm like, yo, I want this guy to go into day two looking like he's a fucking killer. Like he's over. Like he's impressive. None of that happened. Well, he just well, survived. That, that's not true. Because in the last, because in the last half of the match, Naito didn't even sell that. Like, so now time to talk about Naito. So in the last half of this match, after he got his knee worked on, he just went out there and did a rustle the rest of his match. Knee be gone. I guess I guess the adrenaline kicked in. Yeah, I guess he got the. I guess that, he got that, the spike. That, when that's I always my attention. my defense for it. So like Jeez I'm Christ. I'm not like that's not something like that I usually trip on. But a lot of people like pay attention to that stuff. So like, but the thing is, I mean, when your whole match is designed behind it and you're right? in those big ass knee wraps, right? Everything else like it's just jarring for people that you know want to look at that kind of stuff i don't necessarily pick on him for that because i'm like ultimately you gotta do that that's part of why i think body part matches are stupid but um yeah like he to me he didn't he didn't impress me at all yeah the thing for me is when it comes i i enjoy that kind of stuff like when Shayna baser's in her bag i enjoy a body part match when konami's in her bag i enjoy a body part match Anybody that's technical wrestler, I enjoy a body part match if you make the whole story about how would this person overcome this injury or be able to work around an injury with some nifty, creative way that you never thought. Like, by mm-hmm. showing your craft and your heart and your guile and, and guts to overcome being handicapped. Yeah. Or, or, you know, the situation where it turns to a double body part match where, like I said, the tables are turned even now the person has been the bully now has to deal with what this other person has overcome with. Like, we all we all have body part matches that we love, all of us. So, right. when you see it so often, and it's such a common thing in wrestling, and you see it done well, when it's done poorly, for me, it's like, motherfucker, there's forty matches you gonna look at to get this right. What's going on? <laughs> I, that's that's why it always pisses me off. So, like, that's why I'm so hard on Arissa at, at times. It's like. You mean to tell me you're running, kicking, jumping ass it, right, right after you just got your leg worked over and you were screaming bloody murder? Like, you, oh my God, you have to chop it off, Doc, and now you're, doing, now you're just up, running, jumping, doing os cutters? Fuck off. That's the same thing with Naito. Naito did what, what, two, one or two running Destinos in that match after he got his leg worked on forever. I'm not mistaken. Like, that's so annoying to me. Because I also know they're talented enough to overcome that. I've seen it. I've seen. I've seen them do it before. I've seen these people in individual matches be able to have incredible matches. Naito the next night had an incredible match. So it's one just, other guy didn't. So uh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I guess yeah. we get time to talk about that. So, yeah. um, well, actually, no, we need to talk about the real, the um, real, the the the, yeah. the real main event of this show that yeah. has been, you know, like essentially is going to be lost to history. I feel like already. Like may win match of the year, right? <laughs> it's, 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 yeah, it's super funny, right? Like think of, think of how this comes out. All four of them come out with something at stake, right? The person that has the most at stake um, for their careers is Jay White, right? Because if Jay White knocks out the park two times, then like he's a like he's already a main man. He's already a, a one time IWGP champion. But like this becomes like he's officially like chiseled in stone, a top four dude in his company at this point. Right. Like, yeah, and and you it's know, like, you know, he's going to get the belt back. Right. Like, yeah, you know, like Tanahashi has to retire, but like, that's not fair. That's like that, you know, right now he's in that 2015 John Cena role. Right. So he had the most estate. 
but you leave this, you leave these two shows, and you think to yourself, okay, so Okada's wrestler is like a gigantic frontrunner for wrestler of the year, <laughs> right? Already, <laughs> right? Already. Then Abushi has one of the greatest matches of all time. <laughs> and Naito's the champ that just beat Okada. And then Jay White's just this guy that just like, okay, like I guess the thing you say like, well, he beat Abushi. I guess that's I guess that's long saving grace. Okay, so. Moving on to um, the main event of night one. Jesus Christ. Like, oh, it was so funny how we talked about this, about a lot of us were saying that after the G1 between Ibushi and Okada's like, wow, they just had a five-star match. And it still felt like they left something to sing. And boy, were we all right. <laughs> everyone, in the, everyone in the community was right about this. Everyone. Yeah. We're yeah, all gen- we're all geniuses. Every single one of us are geniuses. The look at us of the being show able to Jesus too. You know, look, look at all of us collectively being able to predict uh, Kota Ibushi <laughs> and Kazuko Okada have, have a fucking match of the year candidate. You know, yes. Like, you know, look look at that 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 forward. You know, that foresight. Yeah. You yes. know, look at the foresight to predict that two that two of the five best wrestlers in the world could get together and have the best match in, in the, of the year, probably. Yes, dude. <laughs> I, I, I'm so happy. Watch, I, I can't wait to watch this match back again. Like, I can't. I'm not even gonna wait until you know the end of the year. I'm gonna watch it back so, some like sometime soon. It's incredible. Like murder, the, and, murder. And, and this match is ridiculous. It, it, also, it, it and it like wasn't really what I was expecting. Like, you right. know, you see Okada and Ibushi on paper, and I think you know, okay, maybe we're gonna get like essentially Okada Omega Part Two, like where it's mm-hmm. like hyper fast, athletic, and everything like that. This was a fight. This was a war. This was uh, the slow, but you know, I feel like fairly noticeable changing of Kota Ibushi's style uh, in the last maybe six months or maybe year or so. To where, like, he's still going to fly, he's still crazy, but he's, like, standing in there and going, you know, with, with like, kind of a new style, a little bit, like, you know, I mean, the dude's 37, but he doesn't look like it. But I I think he's in the transition, and and what him and Okada did was just, like, very simple, but super dramatic. Right. And at the same time, like, just, like, the, the big moves, like, popped you a lot. Like, I mean, there's a, there's an element of danger when he basically, like, and great camera work in this situation. There were some little moments in Wrestle Kingdom where, like, New Japan's stellar, usually always stellar camera work was kind of off where camera directions missed spots, but them getting right behind um, Okada's back as Abushi basically rains down, like, close fist punches to a covered up Okada to where you can't tell if his chin's getting hit or not. It was incredible. Uh, you also have, dude, he said, Abushi sets up for the Bumaye, and he charges, and, and then you get the drop kick, and just like, Jesus, wrestling geniuses. So, uh, some of those kicks that he flattened Okada with after Okada, not a striker, was trying to strike with Abushi, yes. and then Abushi was like, don't you ever, yes. and a rock means ever, try to, like, throw a punch or a kick at me. Yes. Um, there was a moment where Okada goes for the, for the, uh, shotgun missile drop kick, and catch him in a Liger bomb, Abushi's like, yo, these dudes, they set this stuff up perfectly. And, you know, this is my, I mean, obviously, this this would go and fit in line with your theory, Rich, in conspiracy theory that Abushi and that ankle, not so much a thing as much as he just was tired of flying. 
or mm-hmm. either you can take it as this is all the work and he want this is how you want to transition his style or you can say he learned how he learned a different way on how to work and have the same effectiveness of matches while doing less flying with the ankle yeah and um <laughs> you know Obushi, uh, you had him doing the V trigger, so like him and you know Kenny's last big match, like he did uh, Obushi's move, and then he tried Kenny's moves. I I, I enjoyed seeing that because <laughs> I think that's kind of like the unspoken thing here, and um, it, it's just, I hope this match doesn't get lost, like oh, to, 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 to to the annals of time, like because you know the the Knights of Title Wins is just gonna overshadow it so much, and this was like my. You know, I wasn't into the double gold dash thing from like the inception mm-hmm. when pe- people were like writing us questions about it before like anyone like announced it, and I just was like, I don't know, man. Like it just didn't quite hit for me, and I I don't know, I don't I don't know. Like it, I I think both of the main events were great, and then the other two matches could have fucked off personally. I think I think the thing for me was like it it clearly worked. They just they just drew seventy thousand people, right? But mm-hmm. the thing for me was like. Why would you go into a thing with like four of your top guys and like you gotta and one of them has to lose twice? You know that for me is like in back to back days I wouldn't be doing that, but whatever. Um, but yeah, uh, it's a incredible match, and um, I personally don't think it's gonna get lost. I just don't like the match is too damn good. Like it's gonna be on everybody's end of the year, you know, top match lists or whatever else. So I don't think you know. Uh, yeah, I, I would have probably gave this one like at least five point five, maybe five point seven five. <laughs> okay, I give it flat. I give it a flat five. Like, it's one of the best matches I've ever seen. I'm giving it a flat five. It may be one of the five best matches I've ever seen, but giving it a flat five. Uh, I'm trying to think of matches that like that weren't like Okada and Omega that I think were better. Um, I don't know. Do you think this is better than the Naito and um, and Kenny uh, G1 final from two years ago? No. I think for some reason, yeah, it was a lot more dangerous. They were, I mean, that post move that Naito did. But anyway, and, uh, and yeah. fast, like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, moving on. Uh, I guess day we got to go to the con- yeah day two. Jay White and losers and match. Kota Ibushi, the losers match. Uh, absolute silent Tokyo Dome for most of this match, and um, they were on the way to doing something. I think really good. Like they were on the way to like you know. Just like, hey, they they figured it out, and Ibushi like got this man to wrestle, and then the bullshit of all bullshit started happening, and they decided to crash the car in the middle of the match, and it was like, fuck this, like, and at that point, I was like, this Jay White shit, I'm done, like, I don't, I don't have anything to say. Watching him this weekend was abominable, like, it was just. So frustrating, like when it's like, yo, it's Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, um, it was like as if you. I think at the time I said it was as if you know someone made a a, a great family dinner. You know, let's say you know you had someone made a uh, a lasagna or something, right? A meat lasagna. Mm-hmm. Get out of the oven, smelling good. See the cheese, like the cheese stretches like a foot long in length. Mouth watering, right? <laughs> And then, like, whoever cooked it said, oh, you like that, huh? And then they grabbed a cup of water, and they just turned it over on the fucking lasagna. And you're like, there you go. Eat up. Thanks. <laughs> I pre- uh, Thanks. That's exactly what I wanted. 
and then they drop like you know a pound of cinnamon on it or something like <laughs> i mean it's just there's cinnamon i don't even need to be there they like <laughs> all the stuff in place jay white could have still won like at that point it's it's, it's i don't want to i'm not comparing to baron corbin because he's light years beyond baron corbin and all the shit is like is but it, it's also fits in line with this how much fucking heat do you need to get for one, for the same fucking guy over and over and over? Yeah. Um, and at what point? And at what point are you gonna get, like realize like we keep doing the same thing? Like this is the reason why like I started at the beginning of this year. I was like, all right, man, I'm getting kind of tired of this Shayna Baszler title run because all her matches follow the same fucking pattern. She's a bully. The somebody stands up to her. She can't handle it. Goon Baszler Goon runs down. They got to overcome that bullshit. Shayna slaps on her move. You lose. Move to next challenger. This Jay White Gato shit is the same thing like every big match. Gato tries to cheat or they're wrestling. The shenanigans in the ring with him aren't working. Well, first, at the beginning of the match, he gets out of the ring and wastes time. But let's, let's not even talk about that point. But yeah, yeah, his they, signature move. Yeah, they wrestling is not really working for him. Gato starts trying to cheat. Uh, Jay White gets advantage. Babyface or whoever else opponent fights back. Gato sees that there's you know something maybe happening. Gets up to cheat. He's foiled. He's foiled. And then Jay White, either, you know, does more cheating, and then either he overcomes it or he doesn't. It's like, how many times do I got to see the same fucking episode of, of the same show? And especially when it's a dude that I know can do more. He showed it last year. You know what I'm saying? Like that. I just find it to be just frustrating. It's not creative. And I don't mean frustrating in like in the good way of like I can't wait to watch another one's matches. No, I mean frustrating is like the okay. I gotta I, I gotta eat my vegetables here. Yeah, it's like I, I have to listen to people tell me that, oh, this is a good match on and this is good heat and this is like, you know, this this is needed on the show. It's like, nah, man, I, I I'll settle for the I'll take the blow away matches personally, you know, yeah. but I don't and this, know. Like, and they were in the middle of having a great match until they decided not to have one. Yeah, yeah. Poor Bushi. I, I, I felt <laughs> bad for Bushi watching this. It was like night after that match, and then you gotta come in here and essentially get subjected to this Gato fuckery to be able to actually get your like story on the road now because Abushi like you know 2018 makes to the G1 final loses then gets to you know Wrestle Kingdom or wins the G1 this year gets to Wrestle Kingdom now he loses now next year hopefully will be you know Abushi's time to you know maybe you know get a win there or um, something like that but they they're gonna have to figure out this whole thing but I guess on to the uh, main event of night two. Tetsuya Naito wins over Okada in a um, very good match for both belts, and he's the double champion now. I think people are smoking crack rock um, <laughs> that that are like putting this, uh, you know, on cage match. I think I saw it was like a nine point seven rating. I was like, no. Yeah, like, like for example, but- for example, for reference, like nine point seven is like a higher rating than. The cruiserweight title match or Ibushi versus Okada in the main event the night before. No, those matches are not on no. par. Like, this is a match. This is a normal. This is a listen to how listen to how like uh, spoiled we are. This is a normal four and three quarters to five star match. <laughs> like, 
Like, yes, this is a normal match of the year contender type match, but it is not one of the all-time greatest matches you've ever seen in your life. I don't know. I mean, obviously, if you're into Naito, you're going to rate it that high, but it's cap. Like, it was a great match. Yeah, yeah, it was a great cap. match, absolutely. Like, but what was one of the greatest matches you've ever seen? I don't I don't think anyone who's watched a bunch of New Japan would, would, would say that. That's, yeah, you know, I, that, I, that I, opinion I, I would respect. Yeah, I, I think people are, you know, like this nice thing is it's lasted a long time. Yeah. Like, and a lot of people have gotten two, into this. Two years. And longer than that. Yeah. And for me, he's never been the most impressive guy. He's never been on the card, and it's been like, yo, the Naito match is like where it's at. Like so? when when like <clears throat> when he's on the when he was on the shows with uh, like I for me I started watching that Russell Kingdom nine. Uh-huh. He wasn't in one of the two best matches on that show. True, Russell Kingdom ten. He wrestles Goto in a nothing throwaway match, and True. of course he's not in that one. Uh, Russell Kingdom eleven. Okay, you're stand up Okada and Omega, and then what other matches there? Naito and Tanahashi, very good match. It don't stand up. Like, it's not one of those two. And then also, yeah. Hiromu Takahashi and Kushida. And then there was uh, Tomohiro Ishii and Shibata, I think, on that show, if I'm not mistaken. That yeah. might have been 10. Uh, I'm, I'll have to look that up. Wrestle <clears throat> Kingdom 12. You like the main event like that? Was that was 10. That was 10. I'm pretty sure that, that I'm pretty sure okay. Shibata match was 10. Okay. So the. 11 was probably Goto and um, Shibata then. Sounds about right. So, Russell Kingdom 12, I think Kenny and Jericho was the one everyone was talking about at the end. Then, yeah. you start you start adding in stuff like Dominion, and then you start adding in, like, the G1s, like, and all that stuff, and it's like, he's never the most impressive person. Like, when we start writing this all down, so for me, I never really got into the guy like that. And when I would mm-hmm. see, like, all the you know, the crazy Lij stands as you know we come to affectionately call them. <laughs> it's just like, all right, man, just hurry up and get it over with, so so we can you know <laughs> we can either a like we can get him some good opponents to like really make it click for me or what because I feel like the dude's breaking down. I feel like he's not what he was like because while saying like a. He wasn't the most impressive guy then. I don't mm-hmm. think he's he's definitely not the most impressive guy now. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> um like, I think the thing yeah. for me was like you, you I believe you're right as far as yes, he almost never has the most impressive match in one of these big shows. The thing for me is that if you put when you put him in there with like some of the top six guys, right? His matches are absolutely incredible. I mean you you I'm not saying that that's not what you're that you that um you disagree with that. I believe you believe that too, right? Yeah, like, yeah. and then <laughs> there you get into the whole thing of like, if it's not one of them people, we don't know if he's gonna try. Like, <laughs> we don't know if he's gonna like just mail it in. Like the G one, like he'll mail this shit in all the time, and then it's like, I don't see what Osprey mailing it in. Like, I I don't see Ishii mailing it in. I don't see Shingo mailing it in. Right. I don't see Sonata mailing it in. I right. think some people would argue about that, but um, <laughs> I don't see Okada mailing it in. Like, I don't see, you know, a lot of people, I don't see Ibushi mailing it, mailing it in. The only time I see Tanahashi mailing, mailing it in is tags. And then also his <laughs> phantom yearly injury. But when he comes to go, the ace is ready to go. The ace showed up to the dome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the thing for me is just like, he was in one of the 
you know, he's in one of the five biggest matches I've ever seen. Like that G1 match we talked about earlier, that G1 final yeah. with, with Omega. So like for me, just like I'm never, I'm never like outright just saying like I'll never be be at the point of like being tired of the way you are. And also like I don't watch New Japan as you do. So that that might as well be what plays into it. But the thing for me is just like. At times, when he's in there in the, at the end of the B block, when he's in there with the top dudes, like he shows, like he shows, and like the top dude in New Japan or the or the champion should always have that stable around him of people of opponents to wrestle. So like he's gonna be in the main event, he's gonna be fighting like those top six people we're talking about. So I don't really have any worries. Like we're always gonna get like the four and a, four and three quarter five star level matches or whatever else. But I do agree with you. Like yeah, he he's not a go hard at all in. For somebody that's not a go hard to be in this promotion, it's kind of weird because like all those dudes are wired differently than that dude, and I don't know if that's by design of that because that fits the gimmick after what happened to him, or if that's just flat out like, yeah, man, you come over here, you can drop it in your fucking head a, a, a twenty dozen times um, in the span of a of a year, and you see how much want to you gonna have. So mm-hmm. another, so that's definitely another thing is like. He's not the wrestler he was two years ago. I felt like he tried a lot harder two years ago. He can still top out and do what he did at um or last night or yes or Sunday night or whatever. But you know, I feel like if they were ever going to go get to this, this is time and then like move on from now. Like imagine if they had waited another year on this. What where would he be now? You know what I'm saying? NXT. Like if you ask me, <laughs> they should have just pelted him at WrestleMania, at WrestleMania, Wrestle Kingdom twelve, right? Like. You could have done that, had your run, move on from there, and then maybe, you know, we would figure something out or whatever else. But they decided to go this route, and, you know, it happened to work out because they, you know, by that point, Kenny had came and went, and we had pushed Jay White for a full 18 months, two years, two years, uh, a full two years, and, you know, we got him to that point, and he was showing, he's showing a lot of promise. But, um, I mean, we're just me i'm on i'm just totally like unattached to the naito thing i'm just seeing him as a, a another guy just like the rest of the other guys and i like watching him wrestle um so i don't really have that attachment of like oh my god he won and this is two years of story building i'm so into this and i'm so happy whatever else and a lot of people are so like i i'm not gonna shit on them for for that because like at the end of the day dude had a kick-ass match in the main event and you know so like i have nothing to say it's just um it's just that jay white <laughs> match the night before really just really just take me the fuck off man it really did uh but yeah um <laughs> Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, we covered the top four. I mean, do you want to talk about... Because uh, <laughs> uh, Zeus Okada, I think oh, Okada yeah. was the guy that, um, you know, and you look at that top four knows that he made this whole shit go. Like, yep. he yep. he was, uh, he showed up both days. He didn't allow his match to get infected with, with <laughs> anything um, that, he, that didn't look, work. That man said, keep Jay White the fuck from the around. fuck away from me. Yes. <laughs> I dealt with that shit last year. So <laughs> yes, he did. Um, yeah. So like, uh, I think uh, excellent night for for Okada and um, well, you know. One thing I like to make note of: we, we were talking about how uh, Naito just said, "Screw that," or "Screw all the legwork that he just did." And that's another thing about that match I was talking about at the time. And I just remembered 
the Jay White and Naito match wasn't even about those two and what happened in the G1 in the block final. Um, the final of, of the block B. The whole story was about like, oh, I beat Tanahashi uh, for the title last year, J- him, me being Jay White, and you, you used to be like a wannabe Tanahashi, so I'm going to work over your leg and then put you in yeah, the Tanahashi so, tap yeah. out. And, I'm, and then, you know, if I had tapped you out, I would have called it the Tetsuya tap out. And they had, and they basically worked the same match that was like that match where where Jay White won the belt, except for the fact that like Naito's not as cerebral of a wrestling psychological mind as you know Hiroshi Tanahashi, so he's just like, oh, I'm selling my knee, oh, I can't run, oh, oh, run this, you know. And it also that also helped it, not you, like you, click all after, the way after all this time. He he tried he had to try to cosplay as Tanahashi <laughs> when that never worked for him once in his career before. Yeah, but um, but back, but, but I brought that up. <laughs> I brought that part up because I had said to you like at the beginning of the match where like Okada kind of like worse kind of heelish because every every like most people are clearly in for uh for Naito, and he starts working over uh Naito's leg, and then they they start wrestling, and I was like, okay. Oh god! And like, oh god! They forgot the leg work. They forgot the leg work. And then we get to a part where, like, after a couple minutes go by, Okada gets the advantage. He starts working over that leg again. He starts like basically doing like the lean lift drops or whatever else. And then like Naito hits the Destino, but because he hit the Destino, his his leg hit the floor, hit the mat. And then like so, it took he had to sell the knee, and then he had to he had to struggle to get to Okada for a cover. And it was perfect because it was like. That's why that man went to that knee again because he's like he knows that like Naito's about to fuck around and do this nonsense. He's about to make this match look bad. <laughs> You're not about to ruin my match, Naito, with you and your bad habits. I'm going to I'm going to make sure this match holds together stylistically. So props to Okada for being the greatest. Then uh, Naito wins, of course. Dome loses it, and um, then he's celebrating, oh, and uh, all of a sudden. Just runs in, Kenta shows up. Right. And attacks and jumps him in the middle of him celebrating. And after he's cutting his promo, if it's my company, I don't do this, especially if everyone just wants to enjoy this guy finally win the belt. Right. It's like, we got to get the heat immediately. It's right. like, yo. Right. Um, now, I remember uh, after Rio won a title. This upsets you a lot. Yes, because I was fucking like, dumb. I mean, I you know, I didn't know what was happening, so I was like, whatever. But this is the main event of Wrestle Kingdom, and this is like this thing that has been built to for X amount of time. And you, I don't know why you can't do this at New Year's Dash personally, but um, yeah, it, 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 enjoy those Kenta Naito matches, y'all. It, I mean, I think they'll have good matches because, like, Kenta is going to beat the piss out of him until he decides to wrestle. Um, but, yeah, I think I absolutely agree with this. Like, the thing with the Rio thing, oh, by the way, like, when it was, when was the last, that happened, right? That was the October 2nd show, right? Yeah. Rio and, um, and Nala Rose. Yeah, so, like, have they interacted since? Yeah, last week. Ah, okay. That's right. She beat her up again. Put her through a table again. Beat her up again. <laughs> after losing again. I'm sensing a pattern here. Anyway, yeah, so, yeah, you're right. It, you built towards this for two years. All the crowd wants to do, like, it, it had a great match. 
Naito has just beaten Okada. Crowd's happy, super happy. They've been waiting for years, literally years for this. Across the whole fucking world. And then you bring out the dude to get more heat. A dude that already had a bunch of heat, you got to have him come out there and get more Bro, heat on the biggest show of the year. If J.Y. would have jumped out on Kenny at Dominion 2018, I would have <laughs> been furious. And I guess this is, yes, this is pro wrestling. This is working the emotions, but it's like, Come on, wait a man. day. <laughs> wait a day. Like the whole the whole point of getting heat is for a payoff, correct? Oh, they got the heat, so the payoff better be real nice. But my point is, you beat him, or you you sent him packing two years ago at Wrestle Kingdom. You did this with Jay White to where, like, um, in the in the final night of B Block, to where he doesn't get in. He had the back door his way into this moment. He got a spot. He got they, you, you had to move heaven and earth. The company moved heaven and earth to get him in here after you said he, after he should have not had no road to this. Crowd's happy. You gave them what they wanted. Go and then they air. go off air go with air. Kenta. Do it they tomorrow. They go off air with Kenta holding both belts, sitting. Crisscross applesauce on his chest with his foot on his face. Which was supposed like, to be, was most of you also think what? What he did to Shibata. Shibata. We're never going to get a payoff on that. Yeah. Um, you're st- you're st- <laughs> not a fan. <laughs> just not, not a fan of it. Don't, he don't heat. You can't even pay off half this shit. Yeah, not not a, not a fan of that. Um, you usually I worship at the uh, at the altar of Gato here and. Uh, most people, you know, around the world do. I mean, look at the results. Look at the scoreboard with right. it. But, you know, he's not perfect. Um, right. And there's, you know, you never know when somebody's going to lose it. So, like, you always got to be on alert. Like, I'm not saying he's losing it or anything like that, right? But, you, you know, when that shit goes, it's like, oh, there was a slight drip, drop of three points a game this year. That's something <laughs> to be concerned with? No, nah, he's still the same, dude. Look at his per 36, everything. Then, you know, the next year, it's two more points. And then all of a sudden, it snuck up on you, and you never knew it. <laughs> like, so, um, not going to question. I'm going to just let it ride, you know, and whatever. But I think that was just a... Uh, a thing that could have been rolled over a day. Yeah, just wait one day. You could have done the same as that thing. Just wait one day. Let him do the fucking roll call. You know, let him point out that like everybody but Sonata has the gold. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> it caught, just, just leave. It's move on. I mean, whatever. Like yeah. we all. Okay, so do you think he's getting the white belt? I think he's just gonna hold both of them for a while. That's what I would do too. Um, that's what I would do too. But they put that on real strong, and like they put it on real strong, and it was almost like okay, so we take the belt. We had Goto. Uh, we put him in a never situation for the like the millionth time. Here, here, hold this belt. We don't give a shit about. Take that. Take that with you. Fuck off. Uh, and it's time to bring Kenta, the dude with the actual, log. that actually has the real, the most heat in the company for real for being Noah Trash and doing it at Shibata, and put him in there with Naito. You know, we'll figure out. I mean, I don't know if it's a, and he's a guy that Naito can else, beat, but, right? And you know, there's always a way to set up your champions for success, and this is like a classic trope. Like yeah. you give him a guy with a name that you know you can go over. Something they did not do for uh, Kobe Kingston, by the way, um, or Daniel <laughs> so Bryan. Like, like they tried, or Seth but yeah. Um, 
or Rey Mysterio. You know, how many dudes can we? How long do you think we can go just naming like people that they belted and immediately put them in programs for sh- that were shit? Okay, so I'll give an example. Or should of we one even give that away, Or should we even give our energy to uh, WWE? I'll just give them the the Shawn Michaels winning the belt, and then immediately he did. Oh, you gonna go in there with Big Daddy Cool Diesel? You know, then after that, you're gonna go with British Bulldog, who's been a contender for a long time. Then after that, you're gonna go in there uh, with Vader, essentially, in the summer. Mm-hmm. And then you're gonna Mankind. go in there with Mankind. And then you're gonna go in there with Sid, like, and then finally drop that fucker, like, you know, by that time. Like, if you just look at the style of opponents, uh, I'm trying to figure out like the the pattern who could be. I would have never saw Kenta coming personally, um, but it makes sense. So yeah. I don't know who all is gonna go there. I think Tanahashi could challenge for the title at some point this year. I think I can um, see that. I think I'm trying to think. You, you don't, don't want to do. Don't you don't want to do. You don't think it's gonna be ahead. Dominion, do you? Mm, not sure. I, I I haven't figured out what they're gonna do at Dominion yet, but it's probably gonna be Okada or Tanahashi. Mm, okay. So, um, just my prediction, but I could be wrong. So maybe they'll you know break up Lij or something. Who knows? But um, you know, maybe Will gets a shot. So who knows? Or maybe Jericho again. Maybe Moxley. You know, he does have that win over um, Naito. That's so, true. He does. Um, but yeah, I guess we, we got to talk about the rest of the show and, you know, you know, we're just alternate, you know, through the days or whatever. But I think the first place we need to begin the junior heavyweight championship match. Yeah. Rich Ladders Pro Wrestling. Um, so, okay, I got to get some specifics on Rich Ladders Pro Wrestling. One minute, it's a bunch of flips in Lucha, basically. And the next minute, it, it, it turns into Tomohiro Ishii and the brawling and the strong right. style. And the, oh, let me finish. Let me let me finish. And then, like, so at what point do we just say that, like, Rich Ladders Pro Wrestling is just great wrestling and just call it a day? Instead of you, instead of you, you, you like you, no, you've uh, invented pro, you, you pro wrestling, right? Yeah, like that's this, that's this, what this, this goes is, down to. This is a brand name, like Pepsi. You know, you gotta, you know, you gotta. You know, it's a brand name, sir. You gotta, you know, it's a lot of the same. You know, it, it, you Are can you call done? great wrestling a lot of things. You, you can call great wrestling a lot of things, but you can also call it Rich Ladders Pro Wrestling. Are you so, done? <laughs> Are, you, Are, you, so, Are you done? So, <laughs> so you know like the ace i've explained this before so it's like a record you know on one side you got your high flying fast pace you got your will osprey your kenny omega you got your young bucks you got all that stuff right there right your raven stereos your, your, your lucha libra everything right there super fast pace andrade kicking out of everything aj styles in his prime different stuff like that and then on the other side you got Tomohiro Ishii. you got fights you know, you got real men running it. So, um, yeah, that's that's what it is. But uh, Roman Takahashi and Will Ospreay. Can we not Ospreay. talk about the Wrestle Kingdom, please? You know, <laughs> Roman Takahashi and Will Ospreay. Oh, such a wonderful match from start to finish. Um, Osprey came out with the crazy gear. Uh, Hiromu's back. And if this was uh, Will's last stand as a junior heavyweight, Take a bow, sir, because, um, yeah, you, you earned it. You put together a hell of a year, and uh, Hiromu's back, and then he gets to be the junior champion. And as you can see, you know, the company, like, this guy's still a huge star, still going to be a huge star, and he's still great. Yeah. 
Um, now I was talking to Murray, who unfortunately couldn't make it because he has, uh, you know, he has uh, stuff to do. Um, but he, t- I didn't watch New Year's Day. I didn't have the time to, get, to fit it in. But he had told me uh, the it looks like the direction they're headed towards is uh, the rematch. Part 49 of, of Dragon Lee versus Hiromu. I can't wait. I can't wait for me to freak out and talk about how dumb they are for the stupid shit they're doing in their matches. One of them's going to fucking die. And w- look, they already had a match where one of them broke their, one of the other one's neck. And now they're going to continue doing more dumb shit. And I'm going to be like, this is fucking stupid, irresponsible. Five stars. I already know what's going to happen. I've seen this before. <laughs> <I can't... laughs> Alright, so. Yeah, but back to the match. There was so much great, incredible stuff that happened in this match that I can't even recap. But the only thing that really sticks out to me right now at this point is Sasuke special, Sasuke special German suplex lands on feet, charges belly to belly throw through the robe. Sasuke special, like that's shit was incredible. Like, so like, when do you when do you sit down and think about that shit? And, right, like I don't know. like. Yeah. I saw somebody in, in his cap, but I saw somebody say, I've never seen somebody get thrown through the middle or, or somebody like goes running, charging and ends up like fitting through the bottom or, or the bottom and middle rope. And I'm like, I've up. seen Osprey do that before. I'm like, not even that. It was like, Umberto Carrillo does that for his interest every fucking week. <laughs> right? I'm like, whatever, like whatever it, it is, what it is. Like, I'm just whatever. But, um, Kofi used to roll in. Kofi used to roll in like that. Yeah, yes. I, was, I was like, I've seen people, people do that. Relax, relax. What, whatever. Um, but yeah, it was a incredible match. Like the beginning of the match is like that opening sequence. Like that's another one of those Shingo and Osprey sequences from um, the Best Super Junior Final. Where just like it's incredible. Like once Will Osprey is in a wheelchair and is done with pro wrestling, oh, he's going. He's probably going to end up in a wheelchair. I'm sorry to tell you, he's a fucking psychopath. But when he does. He needs to be like Marvel or or I'm sorry, more like uh, Disney or Warner Brothers, or whoever. Like he needs to be a stunt choreographer for action sequences and movies for for action because that dude's <laughs> a fucking genius when it comes to this. Like, for, you you know who uh, coordinated like those um the Black Panther fight sequences? Some of them. I feel like I've heard the name before. It's gonna be someone I recognize. Somebody you gonna be. When I tell you, be like, "Yo, that's right," and that was shocking at the time. It was Shad from Crime Time, right? Shad from Crime Time, right? Look, no knock against Shad from Crime Time. If once we get Will Osprey <laughs> <laughs> at the helm of some of these action sequences, <laughs> we are going to look. They're already making more money than than, than, than God. They're, I don't know. They're going to be making ridiculous amounts of money. Like, these are the best actors I've ever seen. Well, you should do the did this. You should watch them with wrestling masters. Like, that. So, what? Besides that, let's move on. Um, yeah, man, where do you put this match in your mind? Or, like, matches you, off the top of your head that you can think of that you remember, like, as far Because this match is just like the main event. It's like, yo, these are like two of the yeah, top 10 matches I, I've ever seen. I, I'm probably like, For you me, know, five, 5.5, 5.75, like, like, same, like, kind of level there. Um, yeah, I, I would probably say within like the top 10 or 15, um, that I've ever seen and, um, easily like, it's like these dudes just rolled out of bed and did this shit. Like it felt like, it felt like they weren't even like, like what, breathing hard. Like they weren't like, you know, it was just like, yeah, we're here. This is what we do. Yeah. What, what, 
This is almost what, like his fourth match? Yeah, this is his fourth match it's back. Ridiculous. He broke yeah. his fucking neck like less than two years ago. Yeah, so like that tells me that he made sure he was one hundred percent before he came back. He didn't rush. He's put in plenty of gym time and you know, reinforced that fucker and you know, he was ready to go. Yeah. And now he's about to go fight Dragon Lee. <laughs> I can't like like Sleepy Brown says, I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> oh man. So uh Chris Jericho versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. I fucking love this match. Yeah, like I feel like this was the perfect um combination of veterans that realize they can't go like they used to, plus a little bit of smoke and mirrors, plus geniuses of psychology and storytelling. Four and all, a half. All the work together. I'm just like I four and a half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chris Jericho, yeah. it doesn't matter what he looks like. It doesn't matter that, that his belly's a little big. It doesn't matter um, that he moves a little slower. It doesn't matter that he's not cosmetically pleasing for you jackasses out there that are on Twitter. You can't wrestle like that. You yeah. can't, you know, and you can't run down the street without breathing heavy. It, so what are you saying? Um yeah, man, this was fucking awesome. Like, yeah. it was so smart. It was, it was so everything fun. you you expected from these guys. I was calling the spots before they happened, yep. but it was like, this is what would happen with these two guys in there um, at, at their ages, and you know what they have. This is what's going to happen. And you saw Tanahashi going for it, doing the high fly flow, you know, from the outside uh, of the ring. You saw all the dragon screws. You saw Jericho doing, uh, you know, the drop kick and. Just so many, uh, you know, spots. Saw that beautiful gold belt, that AEW championship, right there on Wrestle Kingdom. So Jericho ended up getting the uh, submission win. Yep. And um, Tanahashi does not get the shot now, but Jericho was uh, in an interview after uh, saying he'd be more than willing to give Tanahashi a championship match. And yep. AEW and New Japan need to, you know, just uh, go ahead and make some money together, quit playing, and. You know, listen to Jericho talking. All this does for me is just certify Jericho as a as a legend. Like, it's just a dude that is like, they ain't make too many of those. Like, you know what it also is, right? What? Yes. Can you please give me main events against like end up, uh, New Japan main events instead of Hangman, please? That's <laughs> also what that is too. He's like, look, man, I'm, I'm, I'm you know. Like no disrespect, but like that dude ain't ready yet. I, like I need, I need dead on ringers to come in here and help and help me, you know, propel this fucking company. <laughs> because we got this one fucking guy I can do with. He don't even want to do promos. <laughs> at least, at least I can sit Tanahashi or Okada down and have him and have him sit down with an interpreter and put subtitles on that bitch and go face to face with him or whatever else. This guy he wants to sit with his with his uh, one of his friends and, and pretend like he can't lift 45 fucking pounds or 65 fucking pounds in the bar please help me help me i can't do this by myself i'm not an island i'm a man yeah, yeah. i'm a man i'm 50 <laughs> yes, damn near but this was awesome. I thought yes, Tanahashi was. was was excellent. Um, this was everything I wanted with these two. I would watch these guys wrestle 
a million more matches. So I hope we see another one. Is yeah. Um, I didn't really talk about much about the match, but yeah, I pretty much echo your same sentiments. I enjoyed the match as so much, and um, I was probably my favorite. Like, I don't want to say old timer match, but I'm going to say old timer match that like probably that I've enjoyed so much because of. Like, it was a great match, but it was also silly on a way to, to get there. Like, probably since WrestleMania 31 between Triple H and Sting. We're just like... Bro, when Tanahashi, like, mirrors, twice, yes. he, he did come on, baby, to his face. And then he did he did the foot on the chest, come on, baby. Yes. And it was just like, yo. <laughs> like, like, you know these dudes talked about this shit. You know, it was like, all right, all right I got a couple of things in mind. All right, we'll figure it out. Yeah. You do what you do. I'll do what I do. And, um, right. yeah, it's a perfect we, we, marriage. It's a perfect marriage. Like we were talking about, um, in the year end show for AEW about how, um, the young bucks versus the, uh, the, the Rose brothers didn't really mesh because like it felt disjointed because they couldn't come up with a common ground. Mm-hmm. Jericho and Tanahashi absolutely find a common ground. Um, and it also is like, while well, I this match it made me think like, yeah, Nakamura left for WWE, but the perfect person for New Japan to have, that should have gone to WWE was Tanahashi. Um, like, when you see, like, okay, Jer- Chris Jericho, the rock star. What's a rock star to a motherfucker with an air guitar? <laughs> like, this shit was hilarious. <laughs> like, he's just, this Tanahashi is the best. And I hope Bro. he wrestles forever. And I think, honestly, like, he's almost... This is I don't this is almost like an insult to Tanahashi, but I mean this in like a clearly like on a higher level though. Like he has that he has like a game that translates where he'll be doing this forever. So actually, I was gonna say Paul Pierce had a game like he could just like seem like he could have played forever. Oh my I'm, god, I'm gonna use a better version because he's a better player. Remember how Dirk? It felt like Dirk was gonna be able to play until he was fifty because he was like he was so tall. He had the post game and everything. I was like Tanahashi. All he all Tanahashi has say to do Tom is, Brady. Say Tom Brady at least. Sure, Brady. Yeah, yeah. All you have to say, all you have to do is go out there, wrestle a little bit, drag a few leg whip, you leg whip me, uh, you send me into the ropes, I, I, I collapse, I can't run, I have the commentary talk about my bone on bone knees, like I'm Barry Bonds or some shit, then, and then from sling there, blade. like, I'm gonna high five flow, sling blade, I'm gonna sell my knees, whatever else, you're gonna, German you're gonna suplex, combat, dragon slap, suplex, right, I'm gonna slap the shit out of you, and then, and then somebody's going away, with, and then something, we're gonna start selling submissions, and we're gonna celebrate, I'm gonna fire up, his matches are so simple, they were all the fucking time, this man's a genius, yes, and it's like, yo, you keep doing the same thing. Keep getting results. It like, always works. And, 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 and it, it always works. And you ain't even got to change like too much. He always throws a little something different in there. And um, how many how many times I'm gonna see that man do a high five flow to the floor? And I'm just like, oh god, his knees. <laughs> how many times is he gonna do it? He doesn't. He's fine. <laughs> right. Right. It's it's all work with yep. Tanahashi. Yep. Um. So where do you want to go from here? What what else is on there? Uh, Moxley, yeah, yeah. We talk about Moxley Archer. These guys had a barn burner. Um, Yeah, we like this match more than most people, apparently. Yeah, yeah. um, I I thought that it was really like well done. Like it was physical. It was um, smart, and the finish was incredible. Yes. Yeah, like. He's figuring like, out how nah, to maximize. Nah, bro. Landing on the Japanese tables on your head? No, I'll pass. No, nah, I don't want none of that. And it looked like uh, Archer mm. got cut up pretty bad on that chair on that uh, table too. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, like Moxley, he's been ringing up. He's been, you know, the match on night two wasn't as good as this match, obviously. But 
uh, with this, just specifically talking about this match, like, I thought they worked really well together. Uh, obviously, they were helped out by the fact that it was a plunder match. Um, but match told a story, escalated, it, and it finished with, you know, a great finishing move that, you know, put him away. Um, I thought it was kind of, I thought it got kind of cute with the, you know, the, the, the grocery bag, um, <laughs> the grocery bag smothering. But outside of that, I thought it worked. Thought I thought that man had chloroform well, on that fucker. Chloroform. <laughs> but yeah, I, I thought it was physical. I, I, I liked it. And I liked the fact that Mox kept the belt after beating Juice Robinson. Juice looked like an absolute fool this weekend. Um, He's got that weird stage uh, where he doesn't quite know what he wants to do with his hair yet, so I'll cut him some slack there, but I'm not cutting no, no slack for that fucking mustache uh, that he came out there with and then that cop hat looking like, you know, uh, extra in Boogie Nights or something like just he. Um, it's a real. F- I mean, I don't even think they would have lied that in Studio 54, but I would say they'd love some Studio 54 shit, but nah. They would be yeah, like, nah, man. Bro. Like, nah. nah, man. Like, he. Um, I don't know, man. Like, to me, Juice didn't score a lot of points this weekend. I'm not going to disagree with you. Um, like, I think his match, I think the, uh, the what people were talking about with his match with Moxley, like, I think that match was good and physical, and I thought that was a, a match I give three stars, but people were talking about it as if it was, like, the worst of the worst. So Yeah, um, I, I didn't think it was that bad, but... Yeah. Um, it also doesn't know. help that, like, apparently, like, he was positioned in both nights, and like at the time where like people yeah. got up and left uh, for uh, uh, to get concessions. So I guess it was like he got like basically the highest like non-important match on the card in both nights, and mm. like there you go. Like I guess we finally found the death slot in New Japan cards now. <laughs> it's like oh, there's four big matches. Oh, you're fifth from the top. Best of luck, brother. Yep, yep. Um, so looking at night. Uh, two. Uh, well, wait, wait. One thing. Um, oh, we'll get to it because that was night one. We'll get to it. Sorry. Yeah. So looking at night two, there was also uh, Goto and Kenta. I missed the first couple minutes of this, uh, but they came back at the end. And uh, uh, Hiroki Goto, you know, rides yeah. again, gets the never belt. Yeah. Um, These two I, beat the shit out of each other yes, from what I saw. Yes. I love. I love the last half of this match. Like they the strong style division. Yes. Yes. It's like you know me. Like the say I'm. I'm watching these Kenta matches at this point. I'm just waiting, like, when is he going to get to a point where he's in a he's in a slap battle or whatever with somebody, and then you see it coming, like somebody has the advantage on him and is winning a slap battle, and he's gonna turn the tables over when he just basically somebody goes to throw and he's outpaced him to the punch, and just staggers that person. I love that so much. Like it's fucking haymaker. It's incredible. So, in- I mean. W- Obviously, we have Goto. He's a never champion again. Who is he gonna fight in the mid card? Who do you think? So, uh, is you know, for, based on New Year's Dash, it looks like it's gonna be Shingo that's gonna be um, that's right. going at it with Goto. So, um, that's right. I, 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 wo- I welcome it. You know, yeah. I, I'm more excited for the never belt than the IWGP belt. So, <laughs> right. um, do you remember their? Do you remember their? Uh, the last when night he turned of the block? him inside when he turned him inside out with that uh, clothesline. Yes, like I, I mean, they've already have it. They already had a banger in the jet in the G one last year. I, you know, it's for a belt, quote unquote. Like they're going to have a war. It's going to be great. 
Like, Goto is really good at having, like, mid-card bangers. But, you know, it's the mid-card people forget. Yep, Goto, uh, you know, I was rooting for him, and he got it done. So, uh, Sabre and Sonata uh, had a match with the British Heavyweight Championship. Yep. This only went 12 minutes, but this was awesome. Uh, yes. This was super fast-paced, technical, and showed a whole bunch of skill. And it was just like, that's what I want in my Wrestle Kingdom undercards. Yes, yes. See, now... I, I, this is like the only good pro wrestling in the world that like doesn't necessarily qualify immediately as like Rich Lottis pro wrestling, right? This Correct. Is like the, this is it. Like, oh, te- oh, you're having a technical wrestling match. Oh, that's cool. Like, I love this match. Uh, I was happy to see the match because I'm I love their matchups from last year, and this was a right. You know, this is right in line with the other ones. Um, I can see them. I can watch them wrestle like all like all the time. Um, yeah, I would have liked Sonata to have won this belt or whatever else but i mean i guess they're you know they're right now they're trying to focus on keeping um suzuki goon strong now that apparently we're going to keep suzuki around so good for them oh yeah i forgot about uh that suzuki jumped out on moxley at the end um i thought we were going to talk about the juice match again but okay yeah yeah um they um did a big angle at the end of this and uh it was it was really cool to see because the whole crowd wanted it. They yeah. uh, Suzuki came out and you could just see it all in his face. Like, yeah, this is hot. And New Japan, give the people what they want. Yeah, theme of this show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's much there's much to say about the Kenta thing at the end of night two, but you know, I thought like I thought for the most part. They set up stuff very well. You know, you see the future programs in the race of their head. It looks like they're heading towards somewhere fun. I'm not too thrilled about hearing about Okada and Taichi. But oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you're going to have to have to see uh, the improvement of Taichi. Yeah. I'm actually kind of um, I'm kind of intrigued by that. So is this going to be a gimmick about, like, <sighs> Okada, like, please Does don't Okada wear the, show with the, Okada, with the please don't wear the pants. Okada, please don't wear the pants. And Tai Chi, the people want Tai Chi to take the pants off. That'd be funny. Like it, oh, God. Anyway. That'd be um, funny. What, I'm trying to think of other matches that need to be discussed. Like the uh, the junior match. The junior match. Uh, oh, junior the, ju- the junior tag match. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, this that was a good was, match. Yeah, I like this a lot. I think I gave this four stars. and I think I'm a little higher than most uh, you know, the other ratings. But Not by this much, was though. like. This was like super. This was ROPW. This was fast paced. This was, um, you know, a lot of good tag team work. El Fantasma was excellent. Yep. Um, it did a moonsault for a back scratch. I've yes. never seen no, like, you know, <laughs> no assholishness, like, mixed with athleticism. <laughs> I've never seen nothing like that. That was excellent. I wish Josh was there so I could just stand up and howl and fall oh down God. laughing and then be like, you think this guy's not good? <laughs> Yeah, like, I don't think I've ever seen Fantasmo in, like, worse than, like, a three-and-a-half-star match. Like, granted, I haven't watched much of him, but, like, every match I've seen him, like, it's been a very good match at the least. Uh, this is another one of those. Uh, it is funny, like, from what I know from what I know of El Fantasmo and, like, from what I've, the you know, the number of times I've seen Taiji Ishimori is, like, those dudes are totally, o- like, overqualified to be doing tag team juniors action. Like, these two are awesome. Uh... But, you know, it worked. I mean, I wonder what, you know, the, the Bullet Club thing, I wonder what's next for them. Um, are they going to be just going back and forth again or whatever else? Like, you know, like, are 
El Fantasmo and Ishimori are supposed to be like the new like uh um what was the tag team? Kanemaru and Desperado. That, yeah. Uh, yeah, is that gonna be like the Bullet Club version of that? And they just keep going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. But but yeah, like good match and you know, I'm sure there's gonna be more of that with uh between those four. Yeah, so um should we talk about these liger matches now? <laughs> are we gonna talk about them for anything other than comedy? No. Alright, fine, let's talk about it. Bro, that go, first go night ahead, when ahead. all them old dudes came out there. Yeah. yeah. Boy, boy, I thought this was gonna suck. Yeah. It did not. It did. It was it, fun. It yes. was hilarious at times, especially when your boy, y- your boy Sano, yes, out here was like, "Fuck it, I'm in the dome. <laughs> I don't know. This might be the last time." <laughs> Dude, he broke his ankles while trying to go like, for the gusto. Like, fuck him, we ball. Like, think um, about that, right? He's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna do it." I might, I might, I might almost land on my head doing a, a tope and getting my feet caught on the ropes. I might almost break my ankles jumping off the top rope. But he did that. He did all that while knowing he had a match the next day. What would have happened had, had he broke his ankle? Bro, yeah, I mean, they would have had to have one of the other old dudes. They had to bring out. It'd be like, hey, hey, uh, hey, Tiger Mask Four, can you go again, please? Yep. Please. Yep. Uh, I mean, okay. I- I, I like the day one match better than the day two match, strangely. But you know, obviously day two was like wrestled better and everything like that. Yeah. But uh, day, day two one was like was, symbolic. Yeah, it's like um, you know, like I, I think the story is that Liger saw those two wrestling was like can't keep up with that. Time to retire. Like he pulled the Kevin McHale <laughs> like talking. He pulled the Kevin McHale talking to Robert Parrish like when Shaq is destroying them as yes. rookie. He's like, oh. well, time we got the league. We got, we got these monsters. We got this monster out here. Yeah. Uh, so I guess that's the symbolic story of like, okay, I'm handing it down to you two, and it's also really cool because you know, Dragon Lee is actually signed to New Japan now, as opposed to being a freelancer that's coming mm-hmm. in and out. Uh, but yeah, I mean, aside from just the symbolic nature of it, like in Hiromu pinning him, like he handed it down, and you know, and, and it was it, they, I thought they treated Liger with the respect that he deserves for being one of the greatest of all time. So I was happy for him. Yeah, you know. uh, and then like you know, I, I wasn't too sure about everything, you know, with how you know they were doing the old timers match, but then you mm-hmm. see it, and then you see what all those wrestlers probably meant to New Japan at that one time, what they meant right. to Liger, and it was just like, oh, okay, I get it. This this is yeah. perfectly welcome. Uh, unlike the other two eight man tags, which were absolutely nothing, and I never <laughs> want to see those on Wrestle Kingdom again. Don't care what anyone says, and it was just like completely useless. I. They can yeah. fuck right off with those. Dude, um, <clears throat> trying to think. That never gauntlet, right? Yeah, that was day two. Okay, never mind, never mind. You're right, you're right. Yeah, so rest of the stuff, yeah, you know, pre-show action. Nothing yeah. to really talk about there, but overall, Imagine you know, going very... Imagine Kingdom and we don't, have to, we don't have to talk about Shingo or Ishii. That's, that's right, sad. right, right. Like, so, um, fuck, look, fuck them tags, put them together, make them have a match, do that. Yeah, um, you know, I got because we just had to get two Juice Robinson matches, yeah. you know. We, we also uh, got, yeah, two nights. Two Jay White matches. Hey, you know? two Yoshihashi tag matches. We got to make sure he's on the card. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, so. Um, Can't make the G1 field, but has to be on Russell Kingdom both nights. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, so what we got next, James? Now that we're done talking about Russell Kingdom, 
Uh, I, I mean, unless there's anything else you uh, you want to throw in there, I you know, contextualize big picture uh, stuff. Uh, oh, you know, um, no. I mean, there is there are two of the best shows of the year you're going to see. Um, two of the best matches I ever seen in my life. You know, I'm never. You know, I think we talked a lot about you know the stuff with Naito and our worries and concerns about him, but like, I don't think I think you agree with me when I say that like. You're never gonna get either one of us complaining about the fact that like they belted up like a person that that's prop that's one of their top draws. Like if you're top, he's just a absolutely top star, belt him. You should have belted him two years ago too. But um, I mean, from that perspective, you know, I thought this, I mean, I, clearly it's a success. So you know, I like how it worked out. Yeah. You um, know. just just don't nah, I meant two years ago. Oh you know, wow. You know, no, I like how it worked out. You know, <laughs> we we got a dominion. You know. Okay, we disagree. But, but okay. um, so um, yeah, you know, going forward, uh, they've got a lot. I'm sure Keeping Strong Style is going to have a lot of thoughts on all this going forward. Make sure yep. to check uh, their show out and all that. They've um are probably going to have like New Year's Dash coverage on that as well. So, yep. um, which we will not be covering tonight. But um, you know, there was a lot of stuff there. So, um, want to hit the music? <laughs> Wait, I, I normally get more enthusiasm when you when you do that. Yeah, that's true. So, um, the first time in 2020, James. Uh, you know, oh, before we get to that, though, you know, rave reviews uh, on the end of the year stardom uh, show for oh, for you and, and for Dylan and uh, you know, uh, you know, not the Joshi. You know, I think it's time for you to officially claim the title, sir. You're you're bringing that on here. I did enough of that off air, off you know, behind behind the scenes between Josh and Jeremy. Now I got to hear Doctor Joshi brought up on here. Yep. You you know it, so um, like, so I, I, it would be more appropriate if I was like Nate if y'all call me Doctor Stardom instead of Doctor Joshi Beginning. Like I don't watch that much Joshi outside of Stardom. But, all right, this man be uh, sending messages about Seedling and uh, Sendai and uh, Ice Ribbon and right, right. But that's like you know what, this man like, watching this man be watching exploding death matches and <laughs> you know. Dude's name police that ain't the actual cops. And, oh my god! You know, <laughs> look. Yes, I do watch like the matches that are kind of like cherry picked off of like what I see on recommended match list from like Joshi City. But that's really it. Like I'm not like I don't know what's going on on the cards. This I have no idea. Man, trying to this man trying to cap right now. This, this is unbelievable, y'all. This is unbelievable. I can't believe this man. Anyway, just tell me the, the first time. Talk about stardom. For, 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 the, for the first time in 2020, James, hit the music. <laughs> Uh, so okay, we we've had now at this point three shows of stardom already this year. Uh, none of the shows from the the um, January fourth show are up yet, but um, we're going to talk about like the two big matches from uh, the second show and the third show. So January second and third. So uh, the first night that is Kagetsu on her retirement tour with 
Azumi, her favorite junior in the company, her favorite young girl in the company, she was she would chase after her to get her to be on Oedo Tai as much as as far back as even the draft last year where Momo foiled her um, and, and drafted her first back to uh, Queen's Quest. Anyway, they're tagging against Mayu Iwatani and Starlight Kid, um, which is perfect because you have the veteran rivalry in the company versus the top young girl rivalry in the company. And like their careers are just like both of them on both sides between the the, the senior the elders of the groups in the or the, of the team and the uh, juniors are they're going to be inextricably inextricably linked for the rest of their careers. Uh, well, until Kagetsu leaves in a month. So, uh, what were your thoughts on the match, Rich? Um, I like the match. Um, you know, I, I think you had mentioned like there was too much comedy. I didn't think that necessarily i thought um uh, it was really cool how they did uh the cross matchups to begin the match right. so we got mayu in there with azumi and yeah. it was like hmm I, I i i can see something here uh, possibly and then you got uh starlight against the ultimate hero kagetsu <laughs> and they did all that you know trading back and forth and you know then they went into you know the comedy antics and um you know i Thought they were having fun, you know. Yeah, I guess we spitting water at the ref uh, like she does. Um, you had the the long, I don't know what the hell that thing is that huge they were, you know. They, yeah, they huge elastic band. They start pulling that out uh, during Hazuki's retirement tour. Where so it's it's a, it's a running gag, right? It's a, this is a running gag. They do it one time. They fucked it up this time, but they do it one time where they go, they get Oyotai starts cheating. They isolate one of the, one of the opponents. Get them basically hung up in the ropes. They uh, they basically grab this huge long elastic band that stretches out like twenty feet and snaps like a rubber band. Uh, one of them attaches it to the the opponent's mouth, while another person goes all the way to the back steps or whatever else um, in the Walks building. Walks all the and, way up the steps and then lets go and it basically like snaps them like a rubber band snapping somebody in the face. That that's the gag. So. They've been doing this for a while, and every time they do it, normally is they do it one time with somebody that, that's uh, outside that runs it up the runs it up against and then snaps it back, and then the second time they let Natsu do it, and then the person foils it and then it ends up snapping Natsu in the stands. Yeah. That's been the way it's been going. Uh, yeah. It always it works broke. for me. It always pops because, you know, yeah, like, Natsu yeah, just... I, popped. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is happening here? Like, it was just like, okay, I just guess, guess it's goofiness, Goofy whatever. Goofy nonsense. Yep. And now, to be fair, if they were doing this shit in WWE, <laughs> I'd be like, get this the fuck out of here. This is the worldwide leader. And this is what I mean about like, it's too much comedy. Like, look, I appreciate in the context of this is an indie show. Like, regardless of the fact that Stardom made $2 million last year and they probably made more money this year or in 2019 than 18, it's still at its heart as an indie show and they're trying to have fun. That's the reason why Oedo Tai is so beloved, especially, you know, when they go to Osaka. This is fits the line of, like, they're the heels, but they're, they're just lovable scamps that cheat or whatever else just because they want to have a good time. Then they broke into like kind of an extended like Starlight Azumi portion mm-hmm. of the match, and I thought this was like the highlight of the match, and um, I dug that part. Yeah, and lots of lots of high speed action, trading yeah, right. pins, and you know all that stuff. Yeah, and at the end, Azumi gets to win with her uh, tilt to whirl Fujiwara armbar. I think it's called La Misca in, in, uh, in Spanish. Uh, mm-hmm. So she gets to win, and. It's funny because, as we t- I talked about earlier, like it's always been about 
Kagetsu's favorite junior young girl is Azumi. It's always been that. And Kagetsu gets on the mic and says, Look, I know I always talk about Azumi-chan this, Azumi-chan that, but I just want you to know, I love you too, Starlight Kid. And I was like, aw, that's adorable. Uh, and then at the end, she's like, oh yeah, Mayu, by the way, piss off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like, oh, for, for the record, you talked about how much you liked the beginning of, uh, of the match with Mayu versus Azumi. Mm-hmm. Their uh their Grand Prix match is like the best I watched version. it. Okay. Alright, just one yeah. okay. Yeah. Alright. Um yeah, so then the next night you end up having Kagetsu with her former tag team uh partner in Hanakamura. Uh they were the former tag team champs actually. Uh throwback Hannah. Yeah. Oedo Tai Hannah. Like Oedo Tai back obviously Tam wasn't as good as she is now. Back then they were loaded. Like it was her, it was Kagetsu, it was Tam, Natsu, and Chris Wolf at the time. They were super popular in the West Coast. They were or, or for Westerners, super popular because they were doing all the ironic, funny stuff. And you know, they you know, you know, Western Star fans love Chris Wolf. Um, you saw it at Stardom at our Shimmer one thirteen. Uh, but anyway, yeah. They're tagging against the team that beat them for the tag belts back in 2018. Mayu and Saki. Uh, so, what were your thoughts on this match? So, uh, this match was just okay for me. Like, I didn't, right. I didn't think it was like as good as as the other one. But that's all kind of secondary uh, to <laughs> the angle that takes place. Uh, Saki Kashima bosses Mayu upside the head with the uh whatever, whatever that fucking board, board was or whatever. Yeah. yeah, so it was kind of weird. It was like they were doing all this fighting and then she turned right. on her in the middle of the match. Apparently right. I hear this is a, this is a gag with, with Mayu where she always gets turned on like so Mayu and Cody and Sting <clears> and you know all these other people Bret Hart keep getting turned on uh, by people. Uh, what, what's the deal with, with Mayu always getting turned on? Okay. So, the only person that turned her that I remember before this was EO. Um, like, she turns... I don't know how to say this in long story short. Okay, so, EO and Mayu were, like, the best tag team in the company's history. They were called Thunder Rock. Then, um, at the time when uh, Mayu, EO, and Kyrie were all, like, uh, all the chat, all the fucking belts in themselves, uh, they were three of them. So... At the time, they were trying to figure out, all right, there's three of us. How do we get a hot program? All right, let's turn EO heel. How do we accomplish that? All right, well, let's put them in the tag league. Um, Kyra will be on the opposite side in the tag league. We'll set up uh, Mayu where she's on some losing streak or she's losing matches she shouldn't be losing. And then, like, EO turns on her in the middle of the match, realizing that, like, she's a quote-unquote lost cause uh, of the final of the, of the tag league. And then she'll say that she's starting a new faction. Um, she started a new faction with Hazuki and Momo. Those were the first two picks. Then Momo blows out her knees, so then they have to so then they bring in Azumi. Anyway, uh yeah, so that's the match I could think of, but the story of that was explaining why they why Ia Russell all that match was. I was wrestling, I was trying to give you the shot, and then one of the match you're getting your ass kicked, and I realized you're a lost cause, so that's why I decided to turn on you. That's what happened. This match, Saki just wrestling. She just wrestled with Mayu and then like 
she's you know obviously she's on the outside for most of the match while Mayu's doing most of the work. And then it's time for her to she makes a save on Oido or uh, Oido Tai doing old Oido type tricks. She grabs a board and then bat <laughs> she bashes Mayu's across the head with the fucking thing. And I'm like, what the fuck? She just wrestled this whole ass match. Everyone's looking like, huh? Like right. it's not even like really like this this right. big booze type type of thing. It's like right. Well, why'd you do that? Like, right. Because <laughs> right. it's like, one, we know, like, first off, like, Saki, when she was a young girl, because she's in that first class of Mayu, like, the first tra- set of rookies is getting their ass whooped by, like, Nanai and uh, Masuki. I so, did like her promo after the match. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll get into that. My, in my point is, when she first started, she was a heel, believe it or not. So she's done this before. She has a chops to be a heel. But it's like... It's weird because I never saw none of that. I only heard about it. And I'm like, you, Smiley String Bean is out here, like, was out here beating people's skulls in? Okay, fine. I, I need to see it, though. I need to see yeah. it. Yeah. So, uh, Mayu ends up getting uh, pinned by Hannah, who right. just, like, does her, her, her finish on her and, um, you know or was. gives, like, a package power driver. Oh, that was like, oh, we about to get, get this angle. Like, we about to have this Kagetsu retirement match. Yep. We're going to do this angle. We're going to get Hannah a win and mm-hmm. set up, like, a red belt match, you know, eventually between them two. I don't even think that. I mean, could be, but it also set up, like, <laughs> the Russell Kingdom match. That was a dark match. Like, Mayu got that win back. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You beat me in a tag. You beat me in a tag. I'll beat <laughs> you in the dome in a tag. <laughs> Get it right back. <laughs> like, Rossi always gets Mayu's wins back, especially lately. I don't know. I, I guess that's the thing. Uh, but yeah. So after the match, like mm-hmm. she's like, yeah, I'm tired of this glittery shit, bro. Right. I was fucking hollering when she said this shit. Like, like, and then you notice she's wearing all black when she's saying this. Right. And, you know, I think that's a regular gear anyway, but it's just like it crystallizes a little more. Yeah. And that's who ends up saying, yeah, you ain't never fit in with that shit, that pretty shit. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially, like, you know, we grimy. This is the muck. Essentially, <laughs> like, you know, so I, I kind of welcome this uh, for, you know, for, you know, of course, they got to re- remake o- Odeo Tai yeah. now. No more could get to do so. It's like Natsu and uh, Natsu Kotura and uh, Saki. And I think they need one Jamie. more piece. They still got Jamie. Jamie. I, I think they need one more, like, solid, you know, person. So, I, I mean, I, and I have an idea who that could I be. I hope but, it's Julia. Yeah. And um, I, because you know, as we talked about with the show open off air, like they have a new show open, first four people: Arissa, the Red Belt Champion; White Belt Champion; uh, I'm sorry, Mayu, Red Belt Champion; Arissa, White Belt Champion; Hannah, Julia, and then they show you know some young girls, or they show the tag team, then they sh- the tag team champs, and they show the young girls. If you ask me, just looking at how they pushed Julia so far, she's clearly in the top four. She was in the Tokyo Dome thing. So, like, unless they're going to start a fifth faction and something make something in her mold that she does on her own, and they do a fifth faction, okay, cool. They have enough t- people to do f- a fifth faction, but mm-hmm. Oedo Tai doesn't really have a top star that they could push now that, like, their top three wrestlers have all, are all out of the faction over the last two, six weeks. So, they need to, and- you know, like, Saki, I think, is a good number three. She can't be mm-hmm. number one. Mm-hmm. So like, and, and this is probably like in a vein like eerily similar to like Kenta jumping out on the new champion. So it's like someone they can beat. They yeah. had a personal connection, something like that. So yeah. uh, I, I thought this was good all the way around. And then of course, you know, you get Kagetsu 
with uh you know her speech to hannah and right. she talked about their history and everything like that and they ended up getting all sappy and emotional and hannah um yeah you know so um that, this was all really nice and interesting and fun uh to yeah. see like the angles uh were were awesome here i would definitely recommend checking that out match not so much but um on the second one but the angle i i, I would go with the first match um over the second one there but yep. um i I'm looking forward to see what was happening. It, it was hilarious when Saki was cussing out stars and they were all just sitting there looking like hurt. Like, how could you do this to us? Right. Like fucking nerds and geeks. Right. And then you notice they all got them bright colors on. It's like, yeah, this. Okay. It, it, it's too pretty in here. That, that, that's pretty <laughs> much what, what, uh, uh, Saki and, uh, Nazi were saying. Yeah. So one thing I do appreciate is they explain how those two could actually get along. Like, Beginning like one of the feuds this year in in stardom was Natsu Samurai versus Saki, where Natsu is singing Saki. Oh, she called her country too, which is fucking hilarious. I'm I'm getting to that. Um, where Natsu was um antagonizing Saki by like singing her interest music when they they would go to have matches, it would piss her off, and then like the whole matches would would be based around like Saki getting pissed off, blowing her stack, being the piss out of Natsu, and then Natsu would win via sh- via funny shenanigans because she's a comedy wrestler and, like, completely thwarting uh, Saki. Saki never beat her one time. <laughs> not not a know. once. So, anyway, they get to the point where it's like, okay, like, you country bumpkin, you you delinquent, um, you're finally showing your true colors. And I like it. Come to Oyo Tai. And it's no. like, look, they made it made sense and they all see the body, so like yeah come no it'll tie like yeah yeah on the death row yeah it's like do you want to be the number two or three or do you want to be the number four in stars you know that's kind of that's kind of the situation right here like she could be end up being number two in this faction right i mean obviously well it's weird with the jamie thing because i don't know how long jamie's gonna be around like but you know because she her six or originally she was supposed to be here for the last six months of last year, she's still around. So mm-hmm. and she was also at a press conference with Bushi Road. Like she may be signed. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, they're losing bodies in Oedo Tai, and like they, like they might break it up. But I'm glad they're going to keep it around for now at least and see what what happens. Please come on down, Julia. Yeah, I, I think she can walk right in, like <laughs> and get it popping. I, I, I'm. I feel like I'm terrified. I think um, she's probably going to be the one to take. Uh, they're going to do a white belt match with her and Arisa. I think eventually. Yeah, I can see that. Um, yeah, I can see that. Uh, it's going in in the great reign of, of the great Arisa. You mm, know, could be, could be. I mean, if you throw that in, you throw in if they like if you see a, a potential Tam rematch, rematch, like that's like a dead giveaway, right? Uh, mm-hmm. how, far, you, how far away is the uh, Stardom draft? Is that in March? That's April. That's like mid April. So, like, is that like, um, like I know the counters, like their big shows are. So, are we in a lame duck period right now, or is there like no? Their next Kurokin show is the nineteenth. Okay. Yeah. So on that card, you have. Mayu versus Momo for the red belt. The white belt is Utami versus Arisa. Um, there's a retirement match between Tam and Kagetsu. Um, there's one other match that's also a big match too. I can't remember. Um, Hannah wrestling anybody? She, I think she's in the 
uh, big match. Um, I can't remember right now. Uh, if you feel from right now, I can find out real quick. So, um, yeah, that sounds like a, a pretty big card. So I was, what I was asking that for was, um, you know, how the years are set up, like the end of the year and then the draft is like months later, like, you know, seeing I'm, – I'm, I'm just trying to like figure out the, the calendar or how the, you know, promotion works. But maybe it's best for me not to do that so then everything is less predictable and then it all just kind of, you know, uh, plays out in its own fashion here. Um so on at the dome, uh, it was Mayu and Arissa. They ended up getting that win over Julia and who was it? Uh, Julia and Hannah. Julia and Hannah. How could I forget Hannah? Um, <laughs> I'm sure Bushi Road would not like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they're they're headed towards fighting again. Hannah and Julia. Like like I know they went to a draw in the climax or at the um, the year end show, but like. They went to the time limit draw. They did nothing but fight each other and, and bicker when they lost that match in, in Tokyo Dome. Like, they're headed towards fighting each other again. It's just a matter of time. And, and we're not going to get this match, right? From, from everything we're hearing so far? No, they're not airing that. We're not, it's not going to be a starting world. It's not going to be aired. It's just, just a dark match. It was a flat-out dark match. I, I mean, I don't know if they even recorded it. Damn. Somebody got to have the tape somewhere. If y'all, if y'all know anywhere, got uh, got the tape. You know. Watch it. We find out someone like put it up on YouTube, like from a from a uh, from their phone. That'd be right. Funny. Uh, God, I saw the pictures that were coming out. Mayu was doing the moonsault. I saw a big kick. Arissa did so. Yeah, right. Uh, she probably did the backwards uh, question mark kick. Yeah. It's almost like it's some uh, Will Chamberlain scored a hundred, like where they put the pictures out. Ain't nobody asked me video of this shit, so we don't know if this shit happened. Like, how do I know that 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 game really happened or, or that match right. really happened in the dome? I don't. It could yeah. be a work. Yeah. So I just remember what the uh, what the other match is. The other match is a uh, tag team title match between that they've been set it up since the tag or like right after. Um, Tam and Arissa lost the their tag shot after winning the tag league. So um, Jungle and Konami beat the tag league winners, and then Jamie and B came out, and they were like, hey, you're the tag champs. While you were struggling in the tag league, we beat you. We won a tag shot. So you're going to get Team Gaijin versus uh, Konami and Jungle. That match should be, be good. really good because their match yep. in the tag league was really good too, maybe even yep. great. Sounds like another uh, awesome January show to go with everything else that's been on deck with the Wrestle Kingdoms and the NXT Takeover UK show next week with Joe Coffey challenging for the belt. Um. <laughs> should that, should that match, look, I haven't watched TV. I don't know what they've done. Should that match go more than five minutes? Joe Coffey versus Walter. Jesus. Um, I'm asking you, if should it was, that even be a competitive was match? My Walter company, just squashed that look, dude. If, if it was my company and I had a Worlds Collide coming, I would have Walter beat that man inside of 12 minutes in impressive fashion <laughs> if it was me, right? But, you know, they're doing uh, Imperium versus Undisputed Era. So, I mean, it doesn't really matter. So, like, you know, Alexander Wolf about to take a pin or something like that. And it's a, you know, tag match. But, you know, if you were actually, you know, trying to draw or, you know, do like a real match, I would be having Walter go over strong as fuck. Uh, the match I'm looking forward to is Jordan Devlin and uh, Tyler Bate. That's going to be fucking incredible. I didn't know that was on the card. Yeah. Wow. That's that's yeah, going to be that's, great. That's going to be incredible. Um, I, you know, I'm not really sure about everything else on the show. <laughs> I think there's a tag team ladder match uh, with four teams in it. 
Um, and there's also a Eddie Dennis and Trent Seven match, I believe. <laughs> oh, what? Which I, I, I think I'm reading that correctly. Let me just d- double verify here. Wait, Eddie Dennis found a way back onto a takeover card? Yeah. So um, check this out. So I've got the uh, and then there's a three way three way with the ladies. They have um, Viper, Piper Niven. Um, against Kaylee Ray, against to- Tony Storm, who somehow cannot leave the UK. Apparently, I don't know what the deal is. Um, maybe, yeah, look, Trent Seven and on, Eddie Dennis. Maybe she's on her Walter shit. She's like, look, I ain't coming. Can, well, we still sign, can we still sign you to make sure you go nowhere else? How much are you going to pay me? Enough? Okay. <laughs> so the uh, Fatal 4-Way tag match is Gallus, uh, Mark Coffey, and Wolf- Wolfgang. So this is the Gallus show, I guess. Uh, and Imperium, Fabian Eitner, Marcel, Martel Bartel, uh, Grizzly Young Vets, Zach Gibson, and James Drake, and, I'm and assuming Mark it's Andrews, yep. Flash Morgan Webster. So, yep. That's going to um, be a good-ass ladder match, then. You said ladder match was four-way. Ladder match, yeah. Oh, my Fatal God. Four-way, la- Fatal four-way ladder, ladder match. That's going to yep. be great. So, uh, should be a good show. I don't know about the seven and Dennis match. You know, I, I enjoy Trent Seven a lot in tags, but so, you know, I don't know about his singles as much there, but. So we know at the very worst, at the very worst, we're getting at least two, like, four and a half star matches at the worst. Right. That kind of, yeah. Yeah. So, and Ooh, then, and then Walter, Walter got to say the album in the main event <laughs> with, with, with Joe Coffey. So. Look, as lo- look, we've seen it. As long as Coffee don't have to go 30 minutes, he'll be right. He'll be let, let him let him fine. let him go 21. 21 is the max. That's the magic it'll, number. And it'll be right in the bag. It'll be another that'll be a great match too if they just, you know, if they don't over you know, overextend that dude. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, so, so yeah. It is that's going to be a fun show. I can't wait to cover that. We, we we're going to cover that on Sunday, right? Yeah, we're gonna cover yeah. down Sunday. Um, uh, AEW had an awesome show earlier um, last Wednesday, yep. first day of the year, first show of the year. Uh, main what's, event was fucking fire. Yeah. Um, I don't know what's going on on NXT or a or Dynamite. Um, this coming Wednesday, no idea. So, so Dynamite, I can tell you, they've got during that Memphis area. So they've got the Legends of Memphis Wrestling tribute. They've got the um, Kenny Omega and Heyman Page against Private Party. Next up in the Omega Page thing, um, they've got the Lucha Brothers versus the Rhodes. Uh, Chris Statlander, oh, yeah. yep, Chris Statlander versus Rio for the title. That's right. Um, as well as Sammy Guevara, the the Sammy Guevara OK Boomer World Tour continues. <laughs> uh, he will be facing Christopher Daniels, so that should be fun. Uh, and also Moxley and Jericho uh, will be facing off face to face or whatever. So um, look forward to seeing what happens there. Um, NXT I don't think has anything announced. Um, really? So I. I would have to, you know, research that. Oh, I okay. So uh, there may be a tag match announced, but I'm not sure. Okay, so as of right now, um, it's going to be a fatal four way between Keith Lee, Dijak, uh, Cameron Grimes, and uh, and Damian Priest for the next contender for the North American title. So Keith Lee is winning, right? Um, I would probably think that the person that's actually going to win is Damian Priest. Yikes! Um, I remember they put Damian Priest in this in the um the Survivor Series match. This is true. Um, 
then there i think the dusty roads classic is starting again nxt yep. it's like they're so they're trying to find their tag team division now again in nxt <laughs> That's one thing, that, shit, like, that shit went into the fucking like that shit disappeared into the abyss. Yeah, it's like well, it's almost as if like they took their. It's almost as if like the main roster snatched their, their next two fucking champions in a row back to back, and they had no plans after that because they got fucked up. Like think of think of like the, I think the best episode of NXT the last year was the uh, was the first round of the Dust Rose Classic last year where you have like. For you know, you have um, Eichner and Bartel, and you have DIY, and you have Black and Shade, and you have Mustache Mountain, you have Forgotten Sons wrestling in matches, like in Undisputed Era. Like, that was incredible. Uh, I think every single match I gave like three and three quarters or more to. So, mm-hmm. then you go from there, and it's like, nope, DIY broken up, Black and Shade main roster. Uh, you know, Mustache Mountain back to UK. Uh, Ditto for you, Imperium. And then, like, Streets Profits, they get they get brought up before they, you know, before they should have. So they're like, they're, they became the champions as they're becoming lame duck because, you know, just like they're on the main roster, so they have to leave. Um, and War Raiders, War Raiders got, got moved up the night after WrestleMania. It's like, so why? Like, they just won the titles in, in Phoenix. Bruh. The big show is back. What? <sighs> can can he move again, or is he's like no is his hip still fucked up? He's a baby face. He's teamed with uh, Joe and Owens against Rollins and AOP, and they're going to have a fist fight next week. That is that is what's going to happen, bro. Like Big Show, some like the Joe. WWE Twitter account. Big Show, Samoa Joe, and Kevin Owens, like, versus Seth Rollins and AOP. Yep. Yo, like, Seth Rollins in, like, buff neck heaven, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lots of, lots of, lots of buff necks. Um, yeah, it, they're, they're saying the it's going to be a fist fight. That's, that's what they're advertising. What, what, what does that even mean? Like it's basically setting no up for idea. is it setting up for WMD on Seth's jaw? My God, it might be setting up for WMD on Samoa Joe or Owens' jaws just you to turn, turn Big Show. One week, we, we, we gonna start running right back up. Like, look, you've been out for a long time. We ain't had time to turn you in a minute. Yeah, we, you know, we miss what that feel like, bro. Oh, Big man. Show didn't do a match all of last year for like the first time since like 95 or something. I saw a stat like that and then he's back. So Oh, yeah, that's right cuz like he had um he turned on New Day to do the thing with bro. He turned on New Day to do the thing with uh the bar and then when they did the uh the um ALP versus the bar match, the bar had to play babyface for the to, when they embarrassed um Drake Maverick with the pissing thing. And then, like, he had, like, one more match, and then, like, he couldn't move, and he couldn't get up off yeah. of, uh, to his feet, really. Um, they're so then really calling this, they're really calling this next week, they're, like, the first ever fist fight in WWE history. Whatever. They can fist themselves. Um, I don't, whatever. <laughs> it's nonsense. Like, you told me before we even did the show, like, Brock Lesnar is entering, the, the Brock Lesnar, the Universal Champion, is entering the Royal Rumble 
and he's not in in the match is not for the universal title or WWE title or for yeah I forgot he's not universal yes yes he's a WWE champion he's going to enter the Royal Rumble and the belt is not on the line so what's he doing like are they are they really going to finally do Bray Wyatt versus Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania no they're probably going to have whoever eliminates Brock that's going to be his WrestleMania opponent if I had to guess but my, my I guess my question is why can't they just do a match with him like they do every other fucking year with the titles on Royal Rumble? Like that's one of the big that's supposed to be one of the biggest three or four draws on that card for the second biggest show of the year. Maybe they want to have Brock throw around a bunch of geeks. And Brock can give quote unquote more guys the rub, you know. Oh, I, I I like how we like totally skipped over the wedding. Um, oh yeah. Jesus Christ! That, that trash. Right, um, let's do it. You want to do, do it? Yeah. Why not? Why not? Okay. Hey, look. Let, let's. This lets you know how bad like the main roster has gotten. Normally, we would put Starman at the very end of the show. Now it's smack dab in the middle. <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. <sighs> where do you want to start on this? Do you want to talk about the bad acting? Do you want to talk about the so nonsensical storytelling? Actually, do you want to talk about? I didn't about, actually watch the whole segment. I only didn't. saw a, I only saw like a clip on Twitter and then I read did. like fallout of everything and everyone's reviews of it. It just sounded like complete bottom of the barrel, low hanging fruit. More evidence that Paul Heyman is washed and has no idea what to do with women, and just something that's just like. It's not for me. It's I don't know who it's for. And this isn't wrestling, so I don't <laughs> you know, I I don't know. It's just just pure goofiness that I have no interest in. If I remember I watched the whole thing. If I remember correctly, at two different points, the crowd started chanting Jerry, 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 Jerry. Um that's not what you want on your pro wrestling slash sports entertainment show anymore. That may have been a thing you wanted in the um, in the late '90s when Jerry Springer was doing crazy numbers. Um, when you were doing crazy numbers by basically um, being inspired by some of that stuff, some of that sh- sideshow stuff. Um, and granted, the apparently this stuff is doing pretty good traffic numbers or whatever else but I saw them on the last pay-per-view when the match started no one gave a fuck correct so like I understand people are watching it I'm not saying kill it or scrap it or whatever else but don't try to tell me that people are invested in this thing for the right reasons or for the reasons that uh, you want anybody invested in any of the other stuff on the show no this is full-on sideshow car wreck stuff. People are tuning in for the car wreck. Yeah. And, I yeah. mean, look. You're trying to do numbers. You're trying to, you know, move some traffic and numbers or whatever else. I'm not saying that's worsening the world. But, like, I need it also, like, if you're going to do it, I need some better acting on it to make it even better. Like, it, to me... I think that, like, nothing in this whole thing is working well. I think the story is trash. And I don't mean trash like like it's bad, like it's scuzzy or anything. I mean bad, meaning, like, it is not cohesive. Bro, it's, it's just jumped it's from one thing. It's right. jumped from one thing to another. Right. Like, at first it was like, 
Rusev came back with Maria Kanellis. Yep. Then, and supposedly he was fucking her. Then Lana came back with Bobby Lashley. Right. And then with it was no explanation like, out of nowhere. They just dropped it on you. And then not even any force, not, not any, not even any foreshadowing from previous weeks. It was like they do the bad thing. Where's Lana? And then like hours, like an hour later, she shows up with Bobby Lashley. The fuck? Right, right. It's just like it all keeps coming out of nowhere. And then Liv Morgan shows up and it's like they just keep like um, moving it, sliding it over one more person until like, you know, who's going to show up and say they were with Liv Morgan now and it's just going to keep going and we're going to eventually forget Lana and Rusev was the kind of beginning of this. Right. And the whole thing was Rusev said he doesn't care about them because, like, now that they're divorced, he ain't got to pay alimony. And then he jumps his big ass out the cake. Yeah, bro. I absolute zero. I'm like, look, man, I like to think, you know, I've done the old to Rusev before. I like to think of Rusev as a man that's built like a refrigerator that squeezes the life out of people like a boa constrictor. I don't like to think of him as a dude desire hiding in desserts. And pay, yeah. you know, I nah. And then Liv Morgan, they take a a Bad woman acting. with with a with a unique look. They take her with a connection to like the younger audience. And what right. do they do, James? They put her in a pantsuit like Hillary Clinton. Look, I'm, like, I'm not. I'm. I yes, I see how they did. They done the change. And the funny thing is, like, I think the last time we saw her. Or, or not me, but like the crowd was when she was doing the thing with Charlotte, and Charlotte said she was a joke because this is post uh, Riot Squad. She said, "I'm gonna come back mm-hmm. as something real." And what did she do? She come back as the fakest fucking thing imaginable. She, <laughs> like the only way she could have came back as anything less believable would be like if she came, if she actually, in a way that some of these people online like they really want her to wanted her to be. Uh, Oh my God! These people have to stop. That's they the only thing that would have been faker than coming back Bro, to they, something real. They have to let this sister Abigail pipe dream go. Yeah. Like, let like, it go. It was put a, the pipe down. I, right. It they was wanted Paige to be sister Abigail. Right. They wanted right. every woman to be sister Abigail. At well, some point. well, well. Except for like Alicia the Fox and Naomi and Sasha. Yeah. Yeah, everyone you know should be Sister Abigail, and it's like, yo, let that go. Right. I don't know why y'all talk to yourselves this far into this. I don't know what Liv Morgan like has over y'all, or I know Liv Morgan has a large like kind of social media following or whatever. But that don't surprise me at all. Yeah, this this sparked up in a way where I couldn't avoid it on the timeline. Like, I think. Also, a lot of people also feel for her for what happened to her with, with, with Brie Bella, uh, la- or 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, like people and me and you, Rich. If I'm lying, I'm flying. You can go back to stuff we were talking about in 2014 with Bray Wyatt. The sister Abigail <laughs> shit was always mystery box, MacGuffin shit. It was never actually a person. It was never going to be. Oh, look at the we look at the story. It all adds up. It all makes sense. Look at the look at the tapestry long form storytelling we've told. We've teased with all this stuff, and, and each a new page unfolds in a new chapter of the Bray Wyatt stuff. No, he dropped down. He dropped you this mystery this mystery box shit almost like he was J.J. Abrams, and expected the intrigue of this dude to be 
the fact that there's something coming. Nothing ever came. I knew nothing was ever going to come back in 2014 and maybe even even 2013. Y'all all were like, it's going to happen. What are they going to do with it? Da, 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 da. Get on with it. Get on with it. Now, he's Mr. fucking Rogers slash... I don't even know murder what the clown. Is. Like. Yeah, murder <laughs> clown, psycho clown, white psycho clown. Yeah, I yeah. And this is where we are now. Um yeah. But back to but back to um the back wedding. to live back to live. The, the, her acting is bad. Very bad. Yeah. I, I, I saw a gif of her when she was saying like Lana like and it was just like she like she about to cry, and it was like she was just far too like into it, but it wasn't connecting, and it was just like. Um, think about this. Think about this. We're doing shock lesbian heat, right? And then think about this. <sighs> she she breaks up this woman that she loves wedding to this other person in front of all these people and embarrasses sleeveless Bobby Lashley. And it, yes, who's wearing all has all the grease on. Um. So so much grease and like the grease the makeup. Like we'll we'll get to that in a second. But like he has so much grease on himself that like does the rock have to tell him he needs to stop because they're gonna run out? <laughs> Bret Hart thinks that man um you know has used too much like you know <laughs> you know like oil and you know wetness. So like I'm trying to think. Even, I can't come up with the joke. I was gonna make some joke about like the Rock, David Otunga, and um, and Bobby Lashley like link up and like do something with the amount of sheen they have to moisturize the whole world. I don't know. Correct. I, I don't know. Well, like, wash only... away the sins of the world. Yeah, something like that. I can't. I can't. I can't make it work. I'm sorry. I'm not a comedian. But even though I try my best. Uh, so anyway, she comes out and in, in front of Lashley says, "You know, let my life." Da da da. And then Lana slaps the shit out of her, or, or either slaps, yeah, slaps shit out of her, or punches her, or kicks her, or whatever else. And then they have, a, and then they have a pull apart brawl. And then like security comes out and escorts her away. Then it's funny because like I'm watching, I'm like, I see this big ass cake in this ring. Please tell me Rusev not in this cake. Please, like I was full on on Steve Harvey from uh, Kings of Comedy talking about Ray Carruth, like. I know good and damn well he ain't in this in this cake. God damn it, he's in this cake. Get your ass out of this cake. What the hell's wrong with you? Like, and sure enough, comes out the cake, start fighting. Even though he had already said he don't give, he doesn't care because now he doesn't pay for this evil woman that's like you know was trying to take his money so he couldn't support his family uh, on the other side of the Atlantic Ocean. So him and Lash, he start brawling, and then next you know after. Uh, Liv had just been escorted out after saying all this stuff about or whatever. She comes back into the ring, and she helps. And she Rusev wants to through the ring with the t- with Lashley and Lana, and then they celebrate together. Why y'all celebrate together? Y'all both in love with the same woman that wants to marry somebody else. How does it right. make sense? Yeah, man. I I don't know if Rusev trying to you know, you know, trying to trying to have two of them like Lou Will. Oh, um. Uh, I, I don't know if that's gonna work here, but well, remember he's a sex addict. Remember, remember correct? That? I, I, yeah, yeah. That's that's one part of the story. I, I don't know if that was dropped or or what, but um, 
uh, I mean, if Rusa was a sex addict, I mean, R- Lana literally, she went and got herself a Bobby Lashley and a Liv Morgan at the same damn time, apparently. So, yeah, man, this is this is way too. Uh, this is 4D galaxy brain booking. Uh, this is just ahead of more. This is more than I'm capable of uh, uh, of figuring out. This is this is a McMahon masterpiece. Clearly. So I. Yeah, I, I I'm not on the level here. Clearly, between married woman leaves flat. I'm gonna say it. somebody is somebody is like been going through Pornhub and going through like cuckolding interracial, and someone's going through lesbian hot lesbian <laughs> action and basically like, like all of them they, covered. Just, Everything's covered. Yes, like they just going through like okay, what what you know. What what do I like to watch in my in, in, you know in my pastime and then like let's put it on screen for the people, and I don't know if it's Heyman or if it's Vince or if they getting together and they talking about what they like and then they and they put it out on air. It's, and they, they I would like to, I would like for the weekend. Stop. Yeah, they they, they swap uh, computers for the weekend and use the same browser. Look, I I got homeboys that I know like would rent cars and like they meet up and they would swap rentals or whatever over the weekend. I ain't never heard of them swapping no shit like that. <laughs> swapping hard drives. That, that, that's some that's some other other shit. Not other shit. Double other. This is yeah. beyond me. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Um, it's not for me. Um, it is not. I'm glad, they don't, <laughs> look, I, 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 I'm glad they don't do this shit in AEW. So I, I'll be over Woo. there. You know, I'll, I, I'll be over there. I'm glad they don't know. do it in NXT either. Or New Japan or Stardom, yeah, I, you know y'all can have that WWE main roster defenders and mm-hmm. FDS. Y'all, y'all can enjoy this. This is this is for y'all. This has already been written on the 2020 FOH draft because they tried to sneak this by us. They tried. <laughs> they, tried. they tried to to wait until we had the show in the can, and then they tried to wait until it wasn't 2020. No motherfuckers. I am. I wrote it down. We will remember this. <laughs> I, and I have a document started this year. That oh, is going to be going to be real, real. You know, real, real oh, for, for you for twenty twenty. Wow, but, man. Um, really wild. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I don't. Any, I don't have much more. But, any other thought? Yeah. So nothing else, huh? Yeah. I. I, I yeah. That's. I think that's it, man. Um. Uh, if you guys would, uh, you know, uh, if you're listening to the show and uh, we do have the One Nation Radio solo feed up now, uh, which you can type in One Nation Radio on whatever you see. Uh, and you should just see it under Social Suplex Podcast Network. You can subscribe if you just want to hear uh, our show only on your on your feed. Um, and every other show has theirs as well. Uh, we also have, you know, the same main Social Suplex one. If you'd like to donate to the show, I believe there is a link um, that is in the um, you know description and a little easy thing you can do on Red Circle. Um, and just thank you guys for for rocking with the show. Uh, make sure you guys drop your awards votes uh, because that's going to be something we're going to be doing probably you know one of these weekends here. I'm going to have to do like the tabulations, but we wanted to get through a lot of these big January shows, and then uh, we could you know roll into one of those weeks uh, with the awards special. Um, yeah, I, I didn't cram it this year. I was like, why am I cramming it? So. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> well, that's the end of the show. I, I, I'm just so 
like this Bobby Lashley and, and Rusev and Lana and Liv thing just like took the piss out of me just now. From, just, from, just, from Wrestle Kingdom to the wedding. Unbelievable. <sighs> from the pinnacle to the absolute zero professional wrestling. Anyway, that's in the show. Be sure to rate us on whatever app you're using to listen to this. Uh, tell the folks about the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Be sure to check out our friends at Powerslam.tv, the sponsor of the show. If you're a fan of independent pro wrestling, you have over 5,000 hours of footage from all over the world. You can use the code Social Suplex to get your free month's trial. Don't forget to visit ProWrestlingTees.com slash Social Suplex and pick up some Social Suplex Podcast Network merchandise. Be sure to check out the other shows on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. On Sundays, we normally have the show when it's radio. On Tuesdays, we have Keeping It Strong Style. On Wednesdays, we have the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Podcast. Every other Wednesday, we have Grumman Washes Shit. On Thursdays, we have Get in the Ring. Uh, and on Saturdays, we have All Things Elite. Everyone in Australia, we have listeners in Australia. What's up, Sam? What's up, um, uh, Joe Saba? Hope you guys are staying safe. Um, I know there's a lot of stuff going on with the with the fires and you know everything out there. So sending my best wishes and hope that that thing comes nowhere near y'all. Yeah, well said. Um, that's in the, the show. Thanks for listening. Later. Peace.